0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Let's do that again because I'm I'm waiting for illegal. Okay. Three, two, <laughs> one. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, two Massage Therapists in a microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch. We got Pineapple Express in the background. It's gonna be a good Monday.
1: It's a fantastic Monday. Hey everyone, it's Amanda, and we've got Nick here on our couch with us. And uh, we're not really sure what we're gonna talk about we are we're not we are we're not um nick and mark are facebook friends yes facebook friends facebook yes. friends yeah. and uh they started having a conversation what I mean, facebook Friends. what does it mean right <laughs> what does it mean you've got a lot of facebook friends so you can tell me what
2: Facebook friends are. You got a lot of Facebook...
0: Enemies?
2: (laughs) Enemies?
0: (laughs) I do, actually. I have a lot of Facebook enemies. I don't know why. I'm a nice
1: guy. You have Facebook friends, you have Facebook enemies. I know why, because anybody who is going to put themselves out out there and will express opinions, you're going to attract haters. It's people who are very benign. I'd like to use that word now because that's how somebody described my Facebook because I don't get political. I don't go on rants. Like, I'm very... Yeah. I'm very even keel online. Because I don't have the energy to argue with people online, so I don't even engage, I don't argue with
0: people online. No,
1: but we have the podcast, plus you, I mean...
0: Whenever you put yourself out by putting stuff out, then you open yourself up.
2: I don't think you're that crazy. I'm
0: not. I don't think I am either. Oh my God. I think it's people that just generally don't like the podcast. We're unprofessional and blah, 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 all that other bullshit.
2: I can see that, but I put it in a quote actually today I was sharing. I am a human first. And then I am X Y Z.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm a human first. Exactly. We we are humans first, and then and then I'm a massage therapist. Well, we can't. Well, I guess that's why people don't like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know.
2: That's part of what Nick's here to talk about. Are
1: everybody's you know, fucking backwards? It's uh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know my thoughts on this whole thing. So I'll just stay quiet and be, <laughs> continue to be benign. Like I know, um, I I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'll get into it later because well, we're probably going to go down this road. So We're
1: going to go down <laughs> so many roads. Um, the Nick and I talked a little bit before Mark came in about bullies, things that happen in the massage world that people don't really talk about people don't really prepare you for and then suddenly you're in it and you're like what the fuck and so you know she was saying that it was like year one oh my elbow hurts my wrist hurts and you know seasoned RMT's like yeah that's normal and you know (laughs) things that keep happening and other RMT's like yeah that's normal so I guess the the whole thing came up when Nick I guess asked Mark some questions like hey what do you think of this this or whatever and you know the way Mark is you're gonna ask him questions he's like well why don't we talk about this with microphones (laughs) in our faces
0: Like the easier thing to do, right? Let's just have the microphones on.
1: So I don't really know what we're gonna talk about. Ooh. And just giving us um, some of the topics you want more insight into or things that you've noticed. And you know, we can disclaimer, jump
0: in. we might not be the best people to give any type of advice on anything. <laughs> but we'll give it the good old college try. We
2: will do our best. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. So clearly I trust you is like
0: gathering some type of. Mistake number one.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mark never gives himself enough credit. Um, I remember I've said this on the podcast many times before, but uh, when him and I used to work at a private career college together, I remember when, you know, people at the school found out that we were dating, you know, many people would come to me and say, your boyfriend is like super smart. I'm like, I know. But like it was like they were shocked by it. And I'm like it's because he plays off like he doesn't know anything. I'm like you actually fucking know everything. I don't, play off. Of I don't everything. play off like I don't
0: know anything. It's just the way I look. People assume you don't that's, know anything. Yeah,
1: that's part of it too. Right. Some people look at you with your tattoos and piercings and motorcycles and In what they think you're not professional. <laughs> I, don't I don't
0: know what that means. It's so weird to me. Be more professional, Mark. It's so weird to me. I don't get it. Because the most fucking weird ass out there people are probably like the successful fucking people.
2: You know, I've come, I've come to like, I go down some rabbit holes sometimes. So like I am that odd person that loves astrology yeah. and like recently came across this, uh, what do we call it? Human design is like this new concept now for me. It's not new, but it's the idea that someone actually put together, I don't know if we would call it an algorithm or what, but they put together this system where personality traits based off like... Um, different types of personality, like categorizing. uh, So we've got astrology, we've got like other types, all combined into one, into this thing we call human design. Mm. And what I've come to learn out of that is like, you know, you look into like astrology, and for the longest time I would be like, Oh, I'm an Aquarius. I'm weird. But I'm not actually always weird. Right. Like sometimes I need stability in my life. I'm an Aquarius
1: and- also and I'm Ooh. really fucking weird. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that but when you take that and you break it down into the different let's and I don't mean to go into this road at all to start off, but like when you take that and you actually break it down, if I'm at home, I'm not an Aquarius at yeah. home and I don't need that type of shit. I need like I need a calming hmm. like so you are. You're different signs. I so get it. Th- this system combined all these different types. And I every time I look into these, I can break it down into more details of just learning who I am. And one of the things I learned is, I'm not fucking here to make up for anything. I'm not here to make you proud. I'm not here to like prove anything. Hmm. There are some people that feel like they need to be in that space of like proving themselves or making a Mm -hmm. mark. Some of us don't care. Like I don't see that as like an accomplishment in my life. If I'm happy with where I'm at and I'm and I'm weird while I'm doing it, that's the type of person I am. And I think maybe that's where I would kind of see you coming from too. Like the rest of that stuff does not apply. Yeah, for us. Yeah, the three of us of in us. this room for sure. That can really um,
1: s- set some people off. I didn't want to use the word trigger because I actually really hate it. But <laughs> it it bothers people when you are like, so cliche to say, but true, Um, when you're, like, unapologetically just yourself, you know, like, that bothers people that you have the balls to just be Nick, and, like, you don't care, you're not trying to impress anyone, you don't have to speak a certain way, you are who you are who you are, and I oh, think yeah. that really can rub some people the wrong way, because... Maybe it's their own insecurity. Not maybe, it is their own insecurity.
2: Yeah, I've come to like, I think come to some conclusions for myself at least. And like, I, I think for me personally, like one of the reasons I'm here is to create safe space for other people, but a safe space so that they can feel like they can be human themselves, mm-hmm. which got me into like yoga, which got me into teaching yoga, which got me into therapeutic practices, which got me into massage. Like off the hop, when you walk into the room with me, if you need something, ask. Like I I can actually feel and sense when people are slightly off or squeamish or moving around and I'm like, just clear it, just fucking clear the air mm-hmm. and let me know, like, are you okay? And if you're not okay, that's also okay.
3: Mm.
2: And we go from there. But I don't do that fake, like, I don't dress up. I'm not, I'll never be a corporate person. Mm-hmm. Like you won't see me on time. <laughs> like, that's just- That is true. None of that's she happening. She was late today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man.
1: Yeah. And I like that you actually didn't run in here and apologize. You were just like, well, fuck, I tried.
3: Oh, I love it. I love it.
2: Because I, I messaged Mark and I was like, dude, I'm like 10 minutes behind. He's like, well, I'm also setting up still. And I'm like, fucking awesome. I'm like, that to me is perfect timing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Totally. Let's go from the start then. Let's do
2: it. So uh, yeah, let's start with
1: an introduction. Um, How long you've been in practice. I know that you're a relatively green therapist. Um, What you were doing before.
0: Massage therapist green, yeah.
1: And um, maybe how you got into massage, Mm -hmm. what
0: kind of practice you have. And then I want to hear about all of this stuff because I'm curious. I'm curious about this stuff. Yeah. I'm curious about your self-awareness. I'm curious about if you feel that Everybody has a purpose in doing what they do, and or a purpose on this earth type of thing. I mean, I'm into everything you just said, and I'm really curious. Oh, got we're I gotta, gonna go down many we're, different. We're, we're roads. Go down Before all we start, the can I just yeah.
1: ask you: Were you sitting in my chair? Because I'm. You're strangely enjoying being up this high. Yeah. I'm normally really low in this chair and I'm like I was, a queen right now. I was in there yesterday. Uh, oh, a bit. You sit quite high, sir. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, Nick,
2: let's learn about you. Oh man. Uh, so I'm just entering into my third year of the practice. So I would say I'm actually two years in. Cool. And a year and a half of that has been COVID. Right. So can we count that? I don't know. That's a whole new ball game. But I feel like you can. I feel like, <laughs> like you really got a feel for what we do. Oh man. <laughs> That's a whole other topic on its own. But, you know, it's one thing to read the room. It's another thing to read the room while going through a pandemic. And then the waves of what happens during a pandemic with people on your table. Because we, like, I don't know about you guys, but I did not have much time off. (laughs) No. I had about three months total. And then we're back in it. And we're going in it while people were stressed, scared. Maybe not wanting to be there.
0: Yeah, because we were one of the few people that were able to work, right? So yeah. we all jumped right back into work and yep. everyone else is like, I'm still at home collecting government money.
2: Oh, and you can tell too, like RMTs that were like, "Yep, yeah, back to work, let's go. Yeah. Not, not, I'm not paying taxes back on CERB. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a specific type of person I think that it takes to be an RMT, honestly. So officially three years this November, I originally like as a little girl was actually going straight into fashion. I went to George Brown College for fashion technique and design, Um, got into that like halfway into that program. I absolutely hated it. Uh, Very superficial. like very superficial
0: i have no idea about a fashion program so what makes you want to do one what did you think it was going to be like and what was so different about it
2: i think like as a kid i was super sheltered and the only thing i really had was my creativity so like art and drawing and like loving just loving fashion in general was like my everything
3: did
0: you go to catholic school no. Hmm. I
2: have no. The
0: reason why I ask is because Catholic high school does this kind of thing to you because the only thing you own, at least when I was in school mm. and I was in school a long time ago, the only thing because you're in a uniform. So the right. only things you really have are your hair and your shoes. So everyone goes nuts with their hair <laughs> and their fucking shoes because the, the only way this the only way you can express school. yourself. Right? That makes sense. When I, and when I was in school is even worse than you. Like for, for me, like there was like your pants have to be from this one manufacturer from this one place and your shirt has to be from. Yeah, so they eased up a little Everybody was, I got there. everybody was a robot. <laughs> you just had like the colors got to be yeah. right. So for us, it was like, I remember having a drink at the water fountain and like this is this is into what the uh, late 80s early 90s so you ever see those memes where, where kids do this they do this and they, they, they roll their pant leg <laughs> we used to do that right mm. and so no 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 in our school handbook the width of your pant leg you know, right. had to be the principal used to come around if you were at the waterfront he'd come out with a tape measure and measure the, the, the width of your pant leg at the bottom I
2: cannot oh. stand micromanagement <laughs> I <laughs> cannot Mr. stand Mr. Oh,
0: but, anyway, <laughs> but yeah so I, I mean, that's what oh. I was asking because the only thing we owned were our hair and our, our shoes hence I had a lot of stupid hair in fucking high school. Uh, well, so, I still have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think, well, part of it too was like we originated, like our family, we grew up in Toronto. So there was like, there's so much culture. There's, there was a lot of music. Like we, like the area I lived in, there was a lot of like local rappers and like just ways of expressing yourself. And then my family packed us up and moved us to a smaller town. Mm. And I think all that creativity and like, and not seeing that uniqueness, people walking around like very... Uh, subdued or like quiet, friendly suburban people, and I think the only thing I had left was like sewing my own clothing and like cutting up my clothes or like having a band shirt and like feeling that identity. Plus, let's keep in mind, I'm a teenager. My hormones are like spiking, and right. this is like I want to cut up some clothes. So I don't know. Like I, I aced like I aced arts and I aced fashion, and I went right into like, all right, I want to know how to sew. Like, I want to know how to do this on my own. Never, never considered what avenue that was going to take me. Like, I, I blindly thought that like Toronto was the it spot for like couture clothing. Like I was so naive, but like you already had to have an internship ready to go. And we're not talking Toronto. We're talking like people are moving to Europe for that type of stuff. So when I went into school, I went into school i didn't realize it was for mass market Mm. it's if you like wanted to do transactions with factories or like do factory work or like assembly line like things so i got in and it was very superficial people were very full of themselves and then i remember like i think fuck the first year i sat down i was cut i was doing a course and this woman walked in and she basically off the hop was like in order for us to enjoy our luxurious lives people have to live shitty and we have to outsource and the economy has to deal with these environmental issues because that's what happens and from yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it was uh no offense to the college like that was my experience with that one person it actually tainted the whole rest of my experience because Anytime you tell me this is how it is and this is how it goes, I instantly am turned off and I'm right away not with you and I'm ready to do my own thing. Mm. And if it's if I can't find it, I'll create it or I'll find people that have the same mindset because I don't fall into that like this is how it is. This is how. No, like we can buy local. You can recycle clothing like we have huge issues right now with like uh, fast fashion and I don't I don't do that. So. I, uh, luckily, so college done, uh, made dance costumes for about seven years, mm. which is also seasonal. Fucking love it. I love it so much. I wish I could keep doing it. Why can't you? It's just, it's seasonal. It was, it was dying out. Like mm. I actually like passed a uh, second career, uh, government funding because I can prove that like people were not buying clothing in right, Canada right, right. and mm. I could go back to school for a massage and get a job right away. Like a good job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dance costume, seven years started teaching yoga on the side. And just, that's where I think I really hit like that peak of my awareness of like, you can change your mindset and you can be surrounded by people that, that do want to change. And like, there is healing and it is possible.
0: And is this a thing that happens only with yoga teachers? Or is this a thing that happens with people that do yoga? Cause everyone that I know that's a yoga teacher They're like this, Uh but I know a bunch of people that do yoga and they're not like this. Does that make sense? Oh,
2: totally. So, so I am a person, if I walk in, like I'm going for a holistic healing, I'm going in for like, I'm not going in for a workout, but there are definitely people that would see yoga as strictly a workout, which is totally fine, completely fine. Um, and then some people see it as transformational in other realms, right? Um, So yeah, I I started teaching yoga on the side to like help make even with the income of being seasonal. And then we just kept getting more and more laid off. And I asked myself, like, look at how these people leave this room completely, like, totally like out of it and happy. And like, they look like they just had a nap. And I'm like, what else could I possibly do to create that in the world? And massage was the first thing that came to mind. Perfect fit. Makes sense to me. So they look they look really sleepy when they leave, and that's so very rewarding to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where'd you go to school? You don't say if you don't want. A
2: little private college.
0: Did you like school? Massage uh, school.
2: Fuck, did I like school? You know, it. I went in with a little bit of education, a little bit of anatomy, and a, a lot of hours under my belt from yoga, and I I went in pretty cocky. And then the second year, when we got into systems, mm-hmm. I could have died. Oh, that right. <laughs> is definitely <laughs> massage. Massage is great. Technique is great, and then like pulling people into the true heart of like, when you're probably going to fail.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, we were definitely not given that warning when we were signing those papers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: And they told me, they told me straight up. They're like, you know, this is when people start dropping out. So surprise, you're halfway through it. You might as well keep fucking going. Yeah,
3: that's
0: true. <laughs> Did why I like, are why are you shaking your head? Oh, why are shaking your head?
2: I was just thinking about when she said, uh, you're definitely not told that when you're
1: signing up. And I was thinking about some of the other conversations we've had where like, I don't, necessarily think people are given enough information how many people sit on our couch and had no idea the level of difficulty they were getting into everyone seems to think massage therapy is like so easy yeah it's just rubbing people right
0: and this is the first this is the first (laughs) time i'm having this thought and i'm expressing it because i always get angry at that idea like oh they're just taking advantage of people and getting them in the door not telling them what it's all about but as you're saying this right now i'm having this thought like There's a whole bunch of therapists that I know that said school was hard and they didn't expect that but they're fucking happy they're a therapist.
2: Yeah.
4: Yep. They,
0: they're they great therapists. Yes. And would they have turned it away if they found out from that admissions rep or whatever the case is, like, this is probably going to be really hard. No, it's this a is fine the, And dance. they might have been like, ooh, I'm out. But they are, like, fucking killing it in this field. No, it's so. a fine dance. Yeah, that makes
1: dance. Sense. <laughs> And I know when I was um, working in admissions, I was very careful because I didn't want to scare people or turn them away. But I did obviously understand what the program entailed. So that's why actually going through the interview carefully, not just asking the questions because it's scripted and you have to do that, but actually talking to the people and finding out like, could you do this? So for example, you know, like, are you working? That is important to know. Are you going to have time to study? That is important for me to know. Like all of those things. I was pretty like thorough with the interviews to make sure like, could you do it? You know, like it's not just, even if you have no science background, if you're somebody that knows how to study and you're determined and you want to do it absolutely like, okay you can do it. I, there's
0: one person that comes into mind for me and she struggled through school I was her I was one of her instructors she struggled a lot through school and she probably would not have taken massage therapy if she had recognized how hard it was going to be and then it came down to her doing her licensing exam and she didn't want to do her licensing exam she's like I'm gonna fail blah, blah 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 I can't do this should I postpone it should I not do it and I was just like I got a great fucking idea you passed school so far. Roll the fucking dice. <laughs> Just go for it. At the time, it was like 700 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah. do you really care <sighs> about 700? Like, if you lose $700, are you going to lose your shirt? Like, are you going to lose your house? Are you going to lose your car? Are you going to lose your livelihood? She's like, no. I said, go do the licensing exam. Let's see what happens. I'll help you prep the hardcore for yeah. it. But let's go do it. See what happens.
2: I super appreciate that because, I mean, I even had that when I was in yoga training. I, I sought out, like, I like to seek out the best. Not that I, like, not that I went to the most prestigious school for massage, which I'll talk about that later, but I went, I went going, like I don't want your type of explanation of how you see this. I want like who you trained from. So I tend to like skip you and go straight to like the mentor or like I, so when I did that with yoga, I went to like one of the best uh, in the GTA and uh, we all decided to group together and go against this guy. And we were like, this is too much. Like, so yoga, I'll give you an example. In order to be a yoga teacher, you only need 200 hours Okay. and then you can do anything. And people f- fucking trust you. Like you have a title and you're trusted, but you only have like 200 hours of experience. And some places you can go on a weekend and get your certificate and you're All good right. to go. Other places like my teacher, for example, it was an eight month course and it was, it was daily work. And a lot of it actually included anatomy where you could probably pass yoga training with two hours of anatomy and that's it. And we're teaching people how to move and we're teaching people that have injury and you only have two hours background in anatomy. So like he did a full force, like he brought someone in. We were coloring on like the anatomy, like Mm -hmm. coloring book. I had trail guides to anatomy before I even went into massage and we grouped together and we were like, you're giving us too much work. This is too much. We can't handle it. And he sat us all down and he was like, guess what? You wanted to be the best, you sought out the best, you you like you intend to be like a wholehearted teacher, you're gonna have to fucking work for it. Mm. And it was kind of yeah, if you were to turn around and tell me like, oh yeah, it's gonna get really rough in the second year of massage, you should probably back out now. I probably wouldn't have backed out now that I, you know.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Um no, I would never take that back. And then with a little bit of that knowledge, I knew in my head with my experience with the yoga practice, like I only need this much to be considered registered or considered good enough, quote unquote, to teach. So in the beginning, I also, I tried to seek out the best massage school, but then I realized, you know what? We all have a minimal standard and we have to pass that OSCE no matter what. And then after that, find your mentors, find your courses, find your people, And then you'll find like what truly sets you on fire, and go from there. So Mm -hmm. I went to a pretty uh, meh school. (laughs) We had just actually canceled neurology, so I did not, to be honest, neurology was not in my program at all. Oh wow! They completely cut that out. Yeah, really?
4: Yes.
1: That seems backwards. Yes. Yes. Look
2: how recent that was. Like that seems backwards. Yeah. So I I would I've heard many times on the podcast people saying that they really feel like they're missing out on a lot and the knowledge isn't always there. I did a two-year completely straight course, no no breaks. I can't tell you I remember a lot. I can tell you I'm a decent RMT. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> my my bookings, my bookings tell me that I'm
0: a decent RMT. You probably remember more. <laughs> do you think you'd pass the licensing exam if you were to do it again right now?
2: That's another funny thing. So when I went into school, people were like, they're not nice. They're very straightforward. They'll tell you, like, read the paper or the the tests were very grueling. When I went in and I did my MCQ, I walked out and I was like, that was a bit too easy. Mm. And when I left OSCE, I was like, they're really fucking nice. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really confused because I don't want to turn around and say I got a good batch, but I think I got a good batch. (laughs) 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 Oh no. (laughs) No, but I I honestly, I studied hard and I definitely never credit myself because I had about, I averaged on 80 to 87% throughout college. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a, yeah. Your licensing
0: exam, the only time people think like, it's when you really don't know what you're doing that's when, that's when it feels like, oh, everyone's being mean to me here, or everyone's really hard-ass, yeah. right? So if you're, if you're in a station and you're asking questions that, first of all, they're standardized bodies. Like these people, are, they're standardized bodies. So they're trained to respond to questions in a very specific way. Yeah. And if you're asking them questions that they are not trained to respond to, they, they literally don't know what to do. Right. So yeah. they'll sit there and stare at you. And then <laughs> and then you're like, "Hmm, this I'm is offended. weird." I'm <laughs> offended. Yeah, then you're then you're like, "This is strange." Then you ask the question again and they don't know how to respond because they've never been prompted that you got to say this to this question. And that's when the examiner steps in and says like, all the information is you need on your, is need is mm. on your stem in other words move it the fuck along you're not going to get your answer here just 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 move it along
2: totally and thing. i'm like i'm like i'm the type of person i guess when things like that happen i'm more of a giggler mm. and all of a sudden i start giggling <laughs> so like then we all giggle but i'm not the type of person to turn around and be like you did this to me you're going to make me feel on purpose mm. like i'm more <laughs> of the like oh fuck <laughs> like that there's a lot i'm so glad we've been making her laugh <laughs> Before we started recording off mic, I said, we've
1: got to make Nick laugh because you've got a very contagious laugh. It'll happen naturally. Super animated. I love it. Oh, man. So then you, then you become a massage therapist and let's get right into what, what sorts of things you reached out to Mark for. What do we want to learn about?
2: Well, I really appreciate, to be honest, I, what really got me on the podcast was, uh, the unprofessional hour Mm -hmm. and just the heads up of like all the weird stuff that we can bump into. So that, that was my first because in my first year, I think I've dealt with a few things that most people deal with seven years from now. Uh, I've had some odd people on my table. I've had some interesting situations and I personally have gone through interesting situations that we definitely did not talk about in school. Um, the unprofessional hour for sure got me hooked. Why
0: don't they talk about that in school? Because there is one school that we actually, they have guest speakers come in and into this one particular class. Can we what's the name of the class? Therapeutic Relationships. Therapeutic Relationships. So this is the the class where you talk about this. That should be, yes. These two um, instructors that run that class at this one school, they have us come in and we do like a question. We're going in on Wednesday. Yeah, we do like an hour, we do an hour and a half Q&A. It's just like question, answer, question. And and so uh, I don't know why other schools just don't do something. I mean, it's It's actually fucking
1: brilliant because um, right at the beginning of the class, it's sort of there's a disclaimer at the beginning that like nothing is off limits ask anything like this is your chance to talk about things that aren't talked about to ask questions that you know you really want these burning questions that you really want to understand about the profession. And it's sort of like as Marco, it's like the Vegas room, like whatever we talk about in here doesn't leave here. <laughs> nice. Right. So it's every everybody feels pretty comfortable. Yeah. And we've had some like we love doing it. We've had some really good experiences like the students don't hold back anything. They ask us everything. And I mean, who better to ask than us? Because we don't give a shit. We'll talk about anything.
2: <laughs> that, and that fires me up because I am an observant type of person and I like to watch and see what happens. And just from like watching and observing, I can learn. Mm-hmm. So personally, if there's a situation where I can learn from that first, as opposed to being thrown into that and having the anxiety, having the processing, and then let's say even having the traumatic processing after the fact, if I can avoid that type of stuff and just listen to you and have you chat that out with me 1st I'm fully appreciative. So like that is the type of person I am. If you start off and you're like teaching a couple, let, and I keep going back to yoga as like a secondary example, but like people start off, they're they're buying things and I'm like, fucking write that off. And then they go, well, no one told me that I could write these things off. And I'm like, well, let me sit you down and explain <laughs> to you how you can avoid a year of crying over receipts. And uh, we what we do is beneficial and and we have we have the tools to write some shit off. So I like to uh, chat with people and go over those things beforehand um, as opposed to like watching them break down and cry afterwards. Well, and that's why you, like when you left massage school,
1: you had mentioned a couple of times you have mentors, right? And I think that's oh. brilliant. We've talked about oh. that on other episodes that... How better to learn than actually going to somebody who has the experience and can tell you, these are all the mistakes I've made. So don't (laughs) do those things. So I guess that's why you initially like contacted us, right? Like there was a few things that happened in your first few years that you were like, holy shit, nobody talks about this. No. So give me some examples. I want to, I just, I want
2: to start hearing some of these crazy things that you've had to deal with. Holy crap. Uh, I'll even rewind back to like, so being in a field of yogis, And just about to hit oskies and feeling like I was completely fucking failing in school. I was actually not going to continue with registration. I was going to do my little Thai massages in a yoga studio, get paid cash and like let that be a thing. And I did not take the title seriously. And winding down into a darker version of the story of how life can go sometimes, um, in the yoga studio because it's not registered and because no one really has anybody to turn to, um, just from marketing and being on Instagram, I had attracted my own stalker within. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, already in it. Um, so I'm stressing out with school. I'm about to fail. I'm pr- trying really hard to like really get my classes to have like high, high capacity. So I started promoting myself on Instagram, which. I mean, you just don't want to do sometimes because it's a tiny girl doing yoga on Instagram attracts the wrong people. Um, And someone pulled me aside while I was at the studio one day. And he's like, he's like, I just want to like, let you know, like, what you're doing is usually unsafe. He's like, I actually know where you walk your dog. I know where you teach. I know where you go. You check in all the time. He's like, I see you all the time on Instagram. And in my head, I was like, well, that's me promoting myself. Like I was constantly promoting like little shops and and collaborations and like my yoga schedule and things right, like right, that. Right, right. So that right there is a red flag, like ding, ding, ding. Like who the fuck are you and why are you? So I was like, OK, cool. Like, do you want to tell me what else like you know about me or like what you've seen? And I started to like ask the guy questions. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm a cop and I'm just trying to like. I'm a local cop. I'm trying to take care of women that look like they could be vulnerable. And I'm like, "Mm, red flag number two. So I gathered information from him. I realized that he was basically kind of creeping on me a little bit. And I shut down all of my Instagram. I stopped promoting everything. I stopped doing those live check-ins. I stopped all that shit. And I made myself completely like incognito. And I'll say right then and there, like, Instagram isn't always like how many people you follow. Like there's a quote, like, you can't take your followers to the bank. I can't fucking cash that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't actually matter how many people are following you. It doesn't, it's not a reflection of how many people show up on your schedule. It's, it really isn't all the time. So that at, in that second, all of that bullshit idea that I had, that I had to promote myself and work hard on that end disappeared. My safety became my number one priority. So I let that go. I became incognito. Uh, I stopped posting and then I bumped into this person again at the studio and it got weirder and weirder. And he's like, you know, you like, I see you with your groceries. Like you just don't, you look like you're like, your hands are always full. You just look like you, you can't really like, you're very vulnerable. So now he's physically stalking you because why, like being at the studio is one thing. He
1: could be a student. How does he know what you look like with your groceries? Totally. Yeah.
2: And, and I had a girlfriend in my massage course and I love her dearly. Um, cause in, in yoga, like it's like, oh, you know, it's normal. People like idolize you and like, they like you, like they show up for your class. Like, that's great. In, in a registered realm, that's not okay. Something's off. And I had a girlfriend who was in, uh, she was a security guard and she pulled me aside and she's like, all you have to do is go to the cop station and ask them like, is this a legitimate officer? And right then and there, I'm like, well, oh, I'm fucking scared. I don't want to do that. And she... We, Why were scared?
0: Why were you scared to do that?
2: You know, I think I think some life lessons for me are full denial, and I have to really learn the hard way. Okay. And I had to learn the hard way, I guess. Because I was, I was in denial. I just thought... I thought everything was cool, right? Mm. Someone was looking out for me. And I instantly trusted him because he had a title, mm. which is like that right there. I know of
1: at least one very twisted cop who turned out to actually be a stalker. So even having a title, mm, this is still a human. Yes, yes, He's a human first, a cop second. Yes. The title means fucking nothing if you're a creepy human. In general.
0: Well, it's just like all the RMTs that you uh, you probably see get plastered <laughs> all over Facebook. <laughs> right. Who've... Um Oh, dear. arrested for this yeah, and oh, sentenced for this. Yeah, they were humans creepy first. Yeah. They were creepy mm-hmm. first.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is, w- title or not, like this is, you know, that's that's one thing that it, it never impresses me. I feel like Shania Twain. Don't impress me much. <laughs> I, it doesn't impress me <laughs> if you are a cop or a firefighter or a first responder, massage therapist, doctor, whatever. You are human, which means there's still going to be a part of me that's like, I don't just blindly trust you. I don't care what your title is. I do not blindly trust you.
2: And I wish like, to be really honest, like we did, we grew up in Toronto. My parents taught me don't ever get into a cop car. If you're like, you like as a child, like make sure your parents are always around. Like, like they taught me those things because at the time there were some odd people that would do things like that. Right. And Mm -hmm. impersonating is a legitimate crime. Mm -hmm. So A teacher overheard and he pulled me aside and he's like, tomorrow you're not coming in. You're going in with her. You guys are going to go to the cop station. You're going to fucking deal with this. Mm -hmm. He's like, because you're bawling your eyes out and you're not studying and you're clearly a mess. And like, I'm worried about you Mm. and it's okay for you to hold it together and tell me you're fine. He's like, but this is like the third day and it keeps getting worse. So we took the day off. We went in and it was crazy. Like the woman pulled me aside and she must have been handling the case herself the guy was not a cop; he's impersonating an officer, and he had about six harassment cases already against him oh, shit. locally. So, I had fallen into a bit of a trap in like being naive, and it was in that moment that I was like, "This is fucking important. This title is important. Graduating is important. Getting registered is important because I am not one of those people. I will never miss. I will never put someone in that situation. I I love." I love vulnerability, but I love safety. Like safety is one of my biggest values. And if I can come into an industry and be safe for someone while they're not dressed, while they're on a table in any way, if I if I can be a safe space for people coming into a yoga class and they can feel safe enough to cry, anything from crying to being naked to anything, I wanna be a safe space. Like that—that that is a purpose for me in my life is to be a safe space. So that day when I realized I instantly trusted him based off of a title alone, I was like, I need my fucking title. Mm. <laughs> and I studied the hardest I've ever studied. And I was like, give me more scenarios. Give me more, like, give me more. And she's like, I'm out. I'm all out. Like, I have I have to make them now. And she's like, you're going to pass. You're going to be fine. And I redeemed myself and graduated. So,
1: Whoa starting out heavy with the stalker
0: stalkers anything about stalkers just uh, I, I get angry oh, mark
1: had a stalker when i met him oh i like that i was scared it's different i was scared because i thought she oh. was gonna come after me because yes. i'm like i'm i'm standing in the way of what she yes. wants
0: which was you yeah I, I had a stalker it was it was, oh, really, it was no. really weird it was really 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 weird
2: you know what females I like personally So going into the industry, I have a few male friends and they were like, I don't know about booking. I don't know how people feel. I'm like, listen, fucking drop it. You're a male who fucking cares. If you walk in that room, you own that room and and you are trustworthy. People will sense that if you walk in and you're like, I don't know if someone's going to book. I don't know how people feel. And on the flip side, there are a lot because I ask. I do ask my male friends. There are a lot of creepy female clients. Sure. Like way more than I thought. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah I, I had someone appear in places <laughs> like like I'm uh, <laughs> when <laughs> like I showed up to my place of work one. it was day. not funny at the time by the way it, just a disclaimer I showed up to my place of work one day on a Saturday just to go pick something up
1: Saturday which he normally which didn't work I don't
0: I'm not oh, there bloody. and I turn off the ignition to my car and oh. I look out the window because I'm going to go at least, and she's standing no at, at my no. door yeah. standing at my door on a Saturday fucking morning, and I'm not supposed to be here right oh, now. Oh, man. I'm like, what the fuck's going
2: on? And, and this isn't really the easiest, like, it's not like you would mistake this place for something else. This yeah. is very specific. It's it was very
0: specific. <laughs> that same person, I'm in one of my places of work, and then I get a text message saying, there's a, uh, a there's a gift on your car. There's a gift on your car. You and should, I w- you should I was, go get it. I was there. It was like and I was so scared. And I'm like, because you're somewhere watching yes. me go out and... And I didn't go anywhere. Then I got a text message like, "How come you? How come you haven't gone oh, to your car God. yet?" And I was like, "Oh come on!" I wasn't scared because I just don't get scared by that kind of stuff. But it was creepy as fuck. Like, did we do? Really, really, did
2: you creepy. go about the routes of a restraining order or whatever?
0: No, no. She eventually it just off. it just fizzled. It just sort away. of
2: fizzled away because you
1: weren't really reacting to much of it. Like. Even the gift that she left, like you went and got it and I don't even think you like thanked her or anything. Like you just no, kind of.
0: I completely just ignored everything. I, I
2: think I would have left out. that right on the parking lot. Just kind of. <laughs> I don't remember what you do with it. You don't have it. Like, no, don't... no, 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 no. I just. Do we know what was in the box? Was it? What was? It was. It was
0: a very personalized gift. It was very personalized. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: I, like I said, I was legitimately
2: terrified. Yeah, it was pretty scary. But then it just did kind of fade away. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm not that competitive, so I love you lots. But like, if (laughs) if I was like freshly dating you, I'd be like, and good luck with your life. Goodbye. Have fun
0: fun with that. I stuck. I. I've had enough.
2: I risked
3: my my life for for you. you.
0: And I've had another, when I was a personal trainer and I started into massage, I had a female client that stalked me a little bit too. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's one, yeah. had some stalkers.
0: This one was an older lady. The, the one before was kind of a younger younger female. This, yeah. one, this, this this other person was an older lady.
2: I mean, you could probably choke him out if you needed to one day, but like I personally yeah, feel probably. like I could not.
0: <laughs> That's probably why I just didn't yeah, feel, right. I didn't feel like, nah, I, I, didn't, I just kind of brushed it off because yeah. I'm like, this is not really going to, yeah. nothing's really going to happen to me based on any of this stuff. See, I never
1: think that way. I never underestimate anybody's crazy. I appreciate Because people are crazy. Exactly.
0: Like, I was telling the story.
1: I would never underestimate. Like, I was scared for you. I was scared for me. Because I'm like, even though she's a teeny tiny girl, like, she's no bigger than you. Like, I I don't know how fucking crazy she is. She might
0: kill me. People do (laughs) weird shit. I'll give you a couple weird shit scenarios, right? When we first started doing all this Con Ed stuff, I went on a mad tear to buy equipment. so, and I'm buying used equipment. I'm not buying all of these new massage tables and massage chairs and everything else. And so I'm just some dude that shows up to your house from Kijiji, basically, right? right? And so I, like, I'm buying a massage chair in Hamilton and it was really cheap. So I'm like, is it worth me driving to Hamilton to go get a massage chair? I'm like, yes, it is. It's cheap enough. (laughs) And I drive out to Hamilton. This, this, this younger female, apparently, well, not apparently because I met her. She lives in in an apartment building. I'm in the parking lot and I, I message her. I'm like, I'm in the parking lot. I don't know if it's cold outside. Do you want to just maybe meet in your lobby or whatever the case is? She's like, no, why don't you come up? Here's the buzzer code. Who? And I'm like, you're fucking nuts.
1: He actually texted me it. and he's like, she wants me to come up. I'm like, that's weird. Like what oh, It's female it's, it's weird, invites some random right? dude so, from Kijiji? I
0: in- knock on her door. She's She answers the the door in a robe Uh-oh. and she's like come on in it's more of like I'm a like, craigslist situation I'm like you're nuts like this is how people get killed yes. you're crazy I'm just yes. some guy off of Kijiji it's yes. not even like Facebook marketplace where you can kind of peruse my profile uh, and yeah. I'm just a dude that has this weird email but do you I'm not, not remember
1: my- how mad I got at you though because I was like sure you see young female alone in the apartment you don't know if there's like a fucking psychopath behind the door mm-hmm. that's just ready to like You're you could have been right. killed absolutely I was true. like why would you go in there absolutely like true. I was so I stepped mad. into the
0: door she, she showed me, opened up the table I took the table and I left so that's one scenario another time cool. I, was, I was buying a table from this old lady in, uh, in Oshawa it was hilarious, it was hilarious oh. to me I was just confused <laughs> I, I knock on this lady's door she, she opens the door an older lady right and she looks at me and she's like I don't know you So my table's in the basement and I swear she was going to say, I swear she was going to say like, I don't know you. So excuse me, I'm going to close the door and lock it while I go get the table. She goes, I don't know you, but the table's in the basement. You're going to have to go down there and get it yourself. This is how you get to. I'm like... What
1: again? What? I was like, you could have been locked in the basement forever
0: and like held captive oh as her gosh. pet, like or or I could have like beaten up an old lady really bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> she's the crazy one in my mind.
1: You're also crazy. Yes, I'm. You a don't little know crazy. what was waiting for you you're, in the basement. You're absolutely, right. there could have been
0: a fucking coyote in you're there for all right. you know. Like you're absolutely, I would have right. never gone into these places. But she's crazy. Never. And like when I bought a bunch of these chairs, someone else in Hamilton. Oh my god, it's insane. She she. I'm early to her house. She's like, I'm not there yet. No one's. Home. I'll be there shortly. Yeah. So she pulls up in a mad tear and she's like, just opens her door. She's like, all the chairs are in the basement, go down and grab them if you want. I'm like, now I'm just rummaging through her basement. No, I'm thank like, you. these people are nut jobs. Like, I would never ever do this. Well,
2: first of all, like, I grew up with like campfire stories and goosebumps and shit. You don't go in basements. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I'm a, I'm a 90s baby. So like, no, basements or will you remember the furnace? It was like, what was the furnace in a uh, home alone? No, thank you. <laughs> you never go into a basement. It's not even people. I'm not even afraid of people in the basement. Just well, the
4: fucking
1: furnace alone making sounds. Was it last week? He was driving to Oh my goodness. It was you were staying in Toronto. I think you were going somewhere in the West End or something um for camera equipment. Right, right, right. And I said to him as he was leaving, I'm like, "At least text me the address since I know you're yes. dumb enough to go in someone's house. Like at least text yes. me." And then he leaves. It's like half an hour later. I haven't heard from him. So I text him. I'm like, are you alive? Are you dead in someone's basement? Like, can you at least send me the address? And so he did send me the address. You have a bit I of a, a track a, record. So I was, I yeah, I was like, let someone know where you're going. And it's funny because sometimes I tell him stories about I, like I being in a stupid friend shit friend that, yeah, was, that, was a that you one. were in a house. <laughs> but like, I'll tell him stories sometimes of things that happened like when I was in university or when I, whatever. And sure, I did some stupid stuff. Yes. He is the first person to wag his finger at me and say,
0: that's how girls that's die. That's different. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have no money. I'm in a foreign country and I'm like f- <laughs> three hours. I suddenly am three hours away from the place that I'm staying. Well,
2: I, think you, yeah, well, <laughs> I made little, it back. That's,
0: like, that's a little different. But I, anyway.
2: love, I love to say that I have a SWAT team. I have a SWAT team of like <laughs> angels. I don't have like two angels. I've got like a SWAT team of, and I don't know, ang- <laughs> angels, whatever, whatever we want to call are. whoever, I don't know, guides or spirits or whatever. I don't fucking care whatever you want to call it. There's a SWAT team Mm. for me, at least. And clearly for you. Well, I think
1: everybody has that. Like, I mean, I know, yes, you shouldn't put yourself in dangerous situations. But anytime I've ever done one of these things that Mark says, that's how girls die. Like, I actually consider myself a little bit smarter than that. And I feel like in every case that I did something that to the outsider might have seemed dangerous, I was like, I always felt perfectly safe. Yes. Like I don't, I, I would never go into a situation where I even had like the littlest inkling that I'm like mm, something feels off, something feels wrong. Yes, yeah. like there was always a point where I was like, I, I feel like I'm in good company. I feel like I'm safe. There's nothing, you know. Like yes, being. Hours away from where I was supposed to be staying. (laughs) However, I was with people that I trusted, and it was just a matter of needing to wait until the next morning when the buses were running again. (laughs) (laughs) I lived. I'm fine. Here I am.
0: (laughs) Anyway, moving
2: on from stalkers. Yeah, stalkers are
0: scary, though. Stalkers Stalkers are scary. scary. Yeah,
2: Yeah, fucking. That was the worst time of my life. I would say actually, but it it created a fire to just like dive in and pass that fucking oski so and i i wholeheartedly appreciate my title and what i do and i take it seriously and like it it just it, it went from like casually caring about the profession to like wholeheartedly like standing for the profession and the people that come to seek help from us right
1: i'm now understanding some of the off mic conversation we had
2: okay about,
1: well, <laughs> it started with me saying, so what do you want to talk about? And, you know, she came with a whole list of things. But one of the things she was talking about was, you know, now that she's three years in, like she'll hug her partner. And instead of it being an intimate moment, she immediately feels her hands investigating parts of his body. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh. Oh, man. I I would probably tell anybody. I do. Everybody that knows me. I'm very open. I'm very, quote unquote, sensitive and i'd love to say that that can be trained out of you or that can shift but i have always been this way to the point where now i f- I wholeheartedly accept it like if i walked in and i was having a rough day you can expect me to cry hmm. and you don't, if you want to get uncomfortable with that fine but i personally am fully comfortable crying in front of anybody crying down the street when i walk i don't give a fuck i will do it
0: do you make a ugly cry face just out of I don't know
2: what my cry face. Oh, looks I have the like. ugliest
1: cry face. Like a Kim cry
0: Kardashian I cry face. I can't cry oh.
1: in public. I have a very ugly cry face. I
2: bet you there's boogers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I can
2: any of my friends that would ever listen, I'll just I'll ask. I'll I'll start asking
0: next time you start doing that. Just just bust out your phone and selfie, yeah, take, selfie the moment. Selfie. Oh my
2: god, <laughs> I'm gonna cry, but I'm gonna take this photo. First. It's like <laughs> it's
0: like crying in the mirror. I I'm pretty sure I've done that oh, in elementary man. school. <laughs> so just crying in the mirror. So look at yourself cry. We which makes you cry even more because you're like, that's so fucking horrible looking. <laughs> Where did we learn that from?
2: Oh, I've
1: definitely done that. That's how I know I have the ugliest cry phase. Mm-hmm. Like some people can look cute when they cry. There's nothing cute I don't
2: about think, it. Yeah,
0: I'm an you think ugly people can crier. Look cute? I guess so. Is
2: it worth the cry if it's cute?
0: Um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It probably is worth the cry even if it's cute. Or it kind of kind of look like laughing because crying is like laughing without the sound. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you cry, this probably looks the same as that I laugh there.
1: yeah Oh man, so Think I have an about ugly smile too. <laughs>
2: <Damn it. laughs> Think that yes, that's nice. That was from a Qu- <laughs> Yes. I no, I would say like so two years in, yes, I used to do like physical touch and assisting in yoga, and I am very familiar with the body and, and the pushbacks and the signs and just the energy and entering into someone's space um but you know like i get into this profession and now i'm feeling lumps Hmm. or feeling tissue and textures that my fingers don't really know at this point exactly what i'm feeling and i tell people straight up like if you walk in and you're like oh my back's a mess isn't it and i'm like no I'm not giving into that. Mm. I don't want to tell you that you're a write-off. Like, what kind of a person?
0: You're the same. You're the same.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. When someone's like, oh, isn't this the worst you've ever felt? I'm like, no. No.
0: Yeah. It isn't. No. You don't want to give into that?
2: No, because I find it's, it's kind of a mindset or like a validation that they can continue to feel shitty. Mm. Or like that if I was to turn around as an RMT or even as a friend and be like, wow, you look like shit today. That's just not. We just don't do that. Like. So I'm not gonna off the hop be like, wow, your
1: body's a mess. I know that she might hear this, but I got a treatment from a RMT friend of mine the other day and she's awesome. Like I really, really love her. But it was funny because I haven't had a treatment in a while. And mm. she was like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, she said something like that. And I was like, is this how you talk to all your patients mm. or am I just special? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: uh, you got the special treatment.
1: Yeah. She was like, your arm is a mess. Your back
2: is, a, your neck is a mess. And I was like, thank you. Tell me how you really
0: feel. <laughs> like-
2: and and that's the thing. So, like, quite sensitive, entering into a space, feeling textures I've never felt before. And, and my, I can... I can hear the dialogue happening inside of my own body. What the fuck is that? What did I just touch? Is that there again? And like, I can feel myself going through chaos, which I think the average person would just kind of do their thing and like keep the glide going and like continue. But I have to actually process that. Hmm. And I appreciate that about myself because I am very aware in the moment of what's happening. Um, But I I wish that type of stuff was discussed because now I have to go home and still process that, whereas opposed to like walking into school and hearing about those kinds of things or like knowing that you're going to have a client, no pay or like just these odd things that keep coming up. And I'm thankful for the forums that we have. All right. And I'm th- and that's I guess I'm like super thankful for the podcast, because I feel like a lot of that heads up is now coming to light on any topic. Honestly,
0: what, what about the forums do you not like or is there everything about it you do like
2: I think for me personally if I was to dislike anything on a forum on a normal basis it's just repetitiveness and I do it too I'll I'll be like oh my god how the fuck do I get through strive somebody help me <laughs> and like and you could search the it up. But I think in the moment, a lot of us are like, what do I do?
3: Right, right, right.
2: Uh, So just that stopping and thinking first before posting. And and for me personally, like consuming that and being like, oh, fuck, that was posted last week. And
4: Mm.
0: like
2: look back and like be more aware. But I do it too. So who cares, I guess.
0: RMT Facebook people make me laugh a little bit. Yeah, I... Yeah. I, do you think that, do you feel like they're a good reflection of the RMTs in Ontario? Or do you think they're just like these nut job Facebook people? <laughs>
3: it's a,
1: it's a, let's go back to the beginning. Why does Mark have enemies on
3: Facebook?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look I at how that I ties have, in.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> true, sir.
2: <laughs> it's, you know what? it's It's a beautiful mix because I think... And again, going back into the yoga realm, like I've taught yoga for about nine years. I've gone through many phases. I've gone through the like, we need to teach anatomy or like super spiritual or like I at one point I went in teaching like I went to this like female embodiment, like empowerment class. And all of a sudden I started teaching really fluid yoga classes and I got pulled aside and people are like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's just that that change in like you're someone who's exploring these different things. So you kind of take on these different roles or wear these different masks.
1: It comes with being that sensitive person too, though, when you are that in the moment, because I'm similar, like you asked, I can get, I can get sucked into almost anything because I go down rabbit holes and I hear things. I'm like, this is intriguing. I want to hear more. I see something. I want to understand this more. And it It is part of just being that very sensitive to everything around you person. But at the same time, this is going to sound so crazy, but maybe you'll understand At the same time I'm unobservant. Unobservant to things that don't fucking matter because I get suckered (laughs) into certain things. So, like, Mm. I could be driving my car (laughs) for three days and a light is on and I might not notice it. Mm. Whereas then Mark gets in the car, he's like, How long has that been on? I'm like, I don't know, maybe Tuesday? Like,
3: I don't know. know? (laughs)
1: Like, so I'm both very, very sensitive to my surroundings and unobservant to them. But I feel like you kind of get that.
2: Interesting. And I, you know what? I think having a partner to kind of hold you accountable in those moments because I would love to tell you I'm very aware, but my partner sometimes turns around and asks me a question where I'm like, I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. And then I realize how unaware and how, how checked out I can be sometimes. Yeah. Totally. Yes. But again, I think it ties into
1: exactly what you're saying. Like when you, so I'm just imagining myself, like I was treating somebody last week and I felt something that was very peculiar to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't instantly know what it was. I even afterwards said to Mark, like, what do you think this could mean? And I was trying to explain to him what I was, that dialogue stayed in my head, like the whole day after treating this person. I was like, I don't understand this. And where would this, like, it was, it, I don't know. So I I get it. Like, I feel like I treat that way where I feel something very interesting. And I'm like, what is this? What why would this be doing this? And then I I can get hyper focused on certain things. So, yeah, I don't just keep massaging. I'm like, I got to figure this out. What is this?
2: Yes. And and I wholeheartedly I appreciate our school and our system because the main intention of that is to pass off. So when I pulled teachers aside and said, like, I want to know what you do, like, I want to know your little tricks. I want to know, like, how you like ergonomics, I want to know like any cool things you fit and they're like, no, we're because then you'll take it on. Right. And we need to be very straightforward. We need to teach you how to pass the exam and be efficient in what you need to do. And and when you start to get into the fancy fancy stuff, you lose you lose that focus of like the standards and, you know, you start to look a little quacky, I guess.
3: Yeah, I can see
0: that.
2: Uh so like yeah, pass that's the whole intention is to pass and I'm glad. And I knew right there that after the program I needed to find mentors.
0: How'd you go about doing that?
2: I think I'm just, I think I just naturally thankful in my life to have people that are fucking great that I just surround myself with. Uh, for a little bit I didn't because we were warned to never work for franchise-like massage places and I did not listen because I thought I had to work my way up mm-hmm. to a good a good clinic. Um, and I got in and it was definitely not what I wanted. Um, And then a month later, I dropped that place like a hot pocket and (laughs) hot potato, hot pocket, hot potato. Hot pockets are fucking hot when they... (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So both, both a hot pocket and a hot potato. Uh, I dropped that place in a second and... And I'm at my clinic now and I love it. And that's where your mentors are? And that's where my all my mentors are. Mm. You guys know some of them too. so Yes, we do. And they're awesome fucking people. So good people. Shout out to you guys. Shout out.
0: <laughs> what about the chain was not for you?
2: Um, First of all, the amount of money. I didn't realize because I didn't talk to people at the time, but I was on like the lowest paying scale. Mm-hmm. And they knew that because I was excited to graduate. I started off as a receptionist because I don't know what it was about. 2018. But my results took forever to come in. I had a friend who passed in, uh, he fast-tracked and asked the college if it was okay if they could like really finish the program at our private school early so that he can get that OSCE date. And he graduated and got his results within two weeks. Mm. So around December. And th- this was also the same time frame that we had. I think we had just introduced the gluteal uh, permission and so a like the point. written consent had changed it would have been somewhere in there yeah. yeah and so my i think my testing was actually the test that started to get questioned like did a lot of people feel this oski like they really investigated my batch right, 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 right. because i think i swear it took me like the maximum amount of time and i was calling and they're like oh it'll it'll happen like check the website like i think it I want to say two months, but I could be exaggerating. I could be wrong. Um, I graduated in March, and I did not get my license until September, October. So I was a receptionist because I can't sit still. Yeah. There's no way. And I have to get back to work because now you have student ed. Um, And I jumped right into this franchise place. Uh, they'll pay you whatever they want to pay you, and you're doing feet scrub, foot scrubs, and Hot stones and all these weird things that, and then uh, you have to keep track of that because some of them don't bill you properly. Mm. You get your paycheck and you were rubbing feet for no reason, <laughs> 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 like you don't even. And and it was the day. Oh my god, I have all these moments where these aha moments where I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. But I had a client come in. She was pregnant. She had a headache. She couldn't find any other type of relief. And the receptionist who is trying to make a sale which is not what we do, but trying to make a sale had told her that she could have peppermint oil in her massage. And I love oils and I work with oils and I don't have per se an education or a certificate in oils, but I definitely know that you don't blend oils with pregnancy. Like you do have to talk to your doctor and that's how a massage therapist would reply. Like you should probably talk to your doctor before you introduce something in. Um, So she walked in and she was like, this person said I could have this. This is how I want my massage to go. A, that's not how I like to work. Like, don't walk in and tell me what to do. Right. I'm just not that person. Uh, B, who told you what? Because <laughs> do they have the education? Like, I was I was pretty offended. So I sat her down and I was like, look, like, I don't actually know what this could do. Like, you are in your third trimester. And I, quite frankly, I am familiar that peppermint oil can mess around with with, like, milk production and I don't know. Like I it's not like I study pregnancy and I've definitely have never been pregnant. So like maybe that will have a side effect that could be bad. I'm not doing that today. And I'm not comfortable. Like off the hop, I'm not comfortable so I'm not doing that today. And someone pulled me aside and they were like, what the hell? You like messed up my sale and I'm like, oh you're like two dollar fucking
0: your two dollar (laughs) commission oh man
2: (laughs) so i had this moment where i was like do not tell me what to do but also like this is not why i got into this program i got into this program to like kind of do my own thing not to have a receptionist tell me what to do and that was the day that i was like well fuck this place i'm gonna go look for work um and another day was like i was walking around decided to wear my hair down and another rmt was like put your hair up what are you doing and i was like what are we like, what the uh, hell is happening here? I'm like, you're not even my boss. Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's fine. But How about no? you shut your
0: face. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Give him the finger. It was. Yeah.
2: I, and the thing. So I get headaches really easily. Yeah. My hair is up. I have pretty heavy hair. And I wear it in a bun, but I'm not wearing it in a bun all day. Mm. So when I have to get the job done, like I'm ready to go, bun is in, and then I will walk into that room. But like in between, like when I'm in the hallway or like having a lunch or like chatting with clients, that's not me in treatment room. So and also, do we have rules that we have to have our hair? On? No, I've it's definitely really seen
1: RMTs treating with their hair down. I don't do it because I don't like the feeling of my hair sticking to my sweaty <laughs> neck. But <laughs> it's it's not unreasonable to keep your hair down yeah
0: people are weird man sometimes i just want people to fucking stay in their own lane like shut up why are you telling me what to do why Uh, are you even opening your mouth
2: (laughs) that and i think the interpretation of the rules that we're given when we start off because people take stuff they really run with it yeah i mean you got to have some personality like you got to have i don't know (laughs) we can't be robots and definitely didn't go into the program to be robotic, but also like you can't leave that program feeling stiff. Like you can't do anything. Yeah. So no, I just wish we talked about that stuff more like, and also, yeah, stay in your lane.
0: It's the whole, the whole idea of, professionalism we talk about that a lot it's, I just don't get it I don't get it I don't know where it comes from I, I do know where it comes from I don't know why we hang on to it for so long and but it doesn't fucking matter especially in, t- in 2021 like none of that shit matters but some people hang on to it so hard it
2: can be a slippery slope like I do wholehearted. like I appreciate it I do appreciate people trying to like keep me in check because I can like yeah uh, next thing you know like I don't well It won't get worse than hair going down. Like I'm not going to be unprofessional. Um, But so for example, like running late, right? I have clients that know me. They chill. They hang out. If they come early, they know I won't be there. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, the one thing that I can appreciate about COVID is people not sitting in the hallway staring at you while you're running around trying to grab (laughs) linens. Like, stay in your car, show up five minutes before your appointment. Uh, Cause they, and some of them get anxious. They sit there, they look at their phone, they look up at you, they look down, they look up at you, and you're like, I'm not fucking ready. Like, (laughs) just relax. Just relax. You're here to relax. Oh, man. When it comes to professionalism
1: in our, industry, I think more people are starting to be a little more open to the idea. Like part of us being professional is exactly what Nick said in the beginning, like creating a space that is safe and comfortable for people. If I'm uncomfortable and stuffy and not, you know, like dressing a certain way or speaking a certain way, because I think it's professional, that's, that feels inauthentic that's not genuine that's that's not creating any kind of safe comfortable space i'm some weird massage robot come in let me touch your body
2: can you and can you (laughs) can you not sense that too when someone's like on when they don't need to be on that oh yes yeah i hate that i hate you know what's also funny uh we have mirrors in the room and i love when i walk in i put people on one side of the room and they're telling me how they're doing or what's going on with their bodies, but they're they're like checking out themselves (laughs) in the (laughs) mirror. Just like, "Uh, yeah, uh, my back hurts, but... uh I'm like, wow, I'm not even here right now. But I think that's really cute and funny. I kind of giggle at it every time. But
1: the mirror in my room, um, the way it faces, like I they can't see themselves when we're talking. <laughs> but every so often when I'm treating at certain angles, I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And oh, you better believe I look in the mirror and I'm like, this is what I look like when I massage. Cool. Cool. <laughs>
2: I do that, and I'm like, why the fuck is my shoulder all the way up <laughs> up here?" It helps me keep my posture in check. Oh, man.
1: Are you telling me you don't check yourself out in that mirror if you ever... I mean, you don't treat no, that No, mostly anymore. I'm out here, but
0: I, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered.
1: You're missing out. I'm the person that, like... You know when you see people walking by a building downtown, and it's
2: all, like, yes. windows, whatever? Oh, I'm the person that's looking at myself walk. No. I... It's, it's so interesting because I definitely do that too. And then when I enter into the room, I'm like, I think I instantly just like drop it at the door and I'm like, everything's about you. And then I'm like, but you also are checking yourself out in the
0: mirrors. <laughs> I do so much fucking video and demo videos and shit. Like I know what I look like when I do stuff now. That's true. You're so, always on camera. Yeah, that, and that
2: yeah. is... That's a pretty cool technique too. Is it's a tool. A lot of people will tell you to film yourself while you're massaging to see if like your posture is really messed up, yeah, or yeah. like even when you're when you're teaching yoga, like what do you sound like when you teach a class? Like if you sound like you're nervous as shit, like so pick up on that. Film yourself. You're so you're like pro now.
0: Um, I'm I I I've got what I do well down. Down. Yeah, I think. I think it's down well it, to the point where I even times in retrospect I'm like that didn't go so well and then I'll and then I'll watch a video back I'm like that's really different than what I thought it looked like for coming from my eyes yeah. So, yeah. yeah actually
1: being your body for like the last couple of massage conferences and different courses we've done and some of the stuff that you've just filmed for social media I think it has really helped me overcome any kind of insecurity I could possibly have I have now been on many people's phones and tablets and laptops <laughs> with my face contorted in weird ways as he does tmj work um the most recent video you posted has every angle of my body doing really weird pretzeling moves i'm like well the entire world has seen every part of my body so i mean there's no more
0: insecurity left isn't that
1: it is a great what it is. Feeling,
2: though like, that's such a great feeling it to is like- what it is <laughs> yes, it, yes. It, it is kind
0: of freeing yeah it's, it is freeing it is freeing
2: i totally i can totally remember waking up in the morning getting ready for school And then having this moment where I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't shave. (laughs) And then, and like halfway through the program, I really cared about stuff like that. And then the other half of the program, I was like, guess what?
0: I didn't shave. I didn't shave. (laughs) Then it turns into the challenge. How many days can I go without shaving?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still love it when clients come in to me. I mean, clients that have been seeing me for years, I don't really take on new people much anymore. So everybody knows me. And still the female clients will come in and say like, oh, sorry, I didn't shave my legs or someone oh, my skin's really dry. And I'm like, I don't care. One, I don't shave between the months of like October and April. Mm. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I did laser now. I hardly have any hair. Yes. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> but I was like, I don't shave during those months. Like, who cares? Nobody cares. I'm like, and it's winter. Everybody's skin is dry. Look, I have lotion. We'll fix that. No problem. Um, but I had a massage therapist, the one who treated me, she said like the best thing to me. And I was like, oh, why did not I ever think of that? Because I actually made one of those stupid comments. I asked her to work on my foot and I was like, oh, sorry if I didn't moisturize my feet. Like I made a joke like that. And she's like, majority of my clients are like like in their 80s and 90s, self-care doesn't exist for most of Whoa. those women. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh, man. Well, that's bad because my my usual response is, as long as you don't sexually harass me, I think I'm fine. I've got pretty low standards. <laughs> like, well, I've, and I've been, I've been through some stuff too, right? So I've, gosh, I can't tell you like some of the scenarios that I've already been in versus someone walking in and being like, sorry, I didn't shave. Like you are the least of my worries.
1: Give me a scenario. I want to hear them all. Yeah. Give me a scenario.
2: Well, and, and one of the things I think if I was to come on the podcast and request or ask is from other people is just like, please do your paperwork because I uh, was it December. So I was hired on in November um, and find, find a good clinic manager, someone who really stands by you because people do not put up with that. There was an ongoing joke at my old uh spa, I'll call it a spa, not a clinic. There was an ongoing joke that you in order to like be part of the gang you had to get through the creepy people first. And I was like, "Why the fuck are they even on the schedule?"
4: Yeah.
2: And my boss That's popped true. in. "That's true. Why are the creepy people still we not know they're creepy. Not not cool? on the schedule?" We know schedule? they're creepy. Don't let them in. And 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 here's the the first thing is is please do the paperwork because if the, if it's in if it's not in the notes it didn't happen, right? Exactly. So a lot of RMTs I find don't do the paperwork. And then there was a joke like, oh, like you might get the weird guy tomorrow. And I my boss was kind of po- passing in and out. And I like I verbalized if that creepy person shows up on my schedule, I will literally call in sick for an hour. <laughs> and she kind of passed through and she was like, oh, who are we talking about? What's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, I, and I'm like, if I ever get we- her, like if I ever get word of an odd person coming in, you can guarantee I'm not. No, not happening. I don't care if they're a recurring client. Like, what is that? No. Um, yeah, so hired on November, started into the Christmas rush. I personally do happen to have anxiety. I have had panic attacks in the room. I, I don't know. Like, i work worked through it a lot. So any other odd scenario will definitely put me into like, holy crap, I'm going to shit my pants <laughs> mode. Um, I had a client the funny thing is about odd people is you can already sense it before they even even enter into the building sometimes people call and you're like "Ooh, that was an odd one should have yep. saw that coming but I was grabbing linens and I was back and forth from the linen room into my room and this guy stood up and he's like oh hello and I'm like hey mm. uh, I'm busy <laughs> and he's like he took his hand out as if to like grab my hand to shake my hand because this was like, and thank God COVID, like that's another plus is like, I don't do handshakes. I don't fucking care. I don't care. But he stood up, went for my hand and was like, I'll be working with you today. And I was like, I'll be working with you, but whatever. Yeah. And I grabbed my linens and I fixed the room and and um brought him into the room and everything was normal at that time because I wasn't really listening. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, get on the table. Like Things are cool, full body, I understand. No issues, no complaints, fine. Someone pulled me aside and it was another RMT and they were like, this guy is fucking scary. I had a really, really, really bad experience with him. It wasn't in the paperwork. And I, I do... Looking back, I can honestly understand because when you are put in that type of a scenario, God knows how you're going to respond to that. People freeze, people forget. What was the scenario? He had this ability to relieve himself without actually touching himself or like doing anything.
0: And this is this is no one's freaking file, like no one documented this. It was
2: not. um, December does tend to bring some odds and ends into the clinics. I will say, right? Right. Um, Definitely a sociopath. He was. He was. I'll put him on my top ten. Definitely top two. He's top one. That guy was. (laughs) (laughs) He wins. Uh, She pulled me aside. She was like, "This is what happened. I was very, very, very uncomfortable. Please, please, please be careful." And I instantly, the only thing I thought about was like survival. You have, you have two minutes to get back into that room and a pretend like nothing ever just happened yeah. and my body's on complete fire. And just before walking into the room, I was like, fuck this guy. This is my, you're in my office. This is my office. This is my space. Yeah. So I will hold the space down as much as I possibly can. And thank God she told me, but had I been given like a little bit of heads up also, had my boss been given a heads up he would never have been back so that's the other thing is like when you have good management yeah. it's not tolerated
0: how did that treatment session go uh he
2: he does have a pattern <laughs> yeah. so um it was like a i will say the way that i responded in my head was like how can i be the most annoying person and completely kill any boner that may happen right. today um he presented himself as a very high class, well known, well respected, well loved in the community. Okay. And my response was, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. And you never know who you're going to bump into, and you never know when you need to be respectful, right. because people do chat. That's what, and I and I didn't say I was going to like rat you out or anything like that, but I was like, "Yeah, fucking keep your shit together," because yeah. I am already on yeah. to you, and um he moans and he was wiggling and he kind of undraped the drape and he was already naked. So like, there were a few things and I probably forgot some of the stuff that had happened cause I, I was on fire the whole time. Right. Um, but the moaning, the moaning and, and anytime he would moan, I would do a glide and I would end up at the lower back and, and I made sure the drape was like in line. Right. But anytime, the elbow went anywhere near the hips, he'd be like, oh yeah. And I'm like, now you're not getting a massage in that area. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'll go to the hip bone, but I'm not going to the glute or like, you're not getting compressions over the table or the drape. Like I'm going to, every time he moaned, I ended up cutting out what I was working on. Hmm. And then anytime he, I don't know, like he was, if the impression I got was he was trying to create a mood to create a bigger and bigger buildup of where he was going. And then I would come in and I'd be like, oh yeah, your dog. And just like off the hop, be like, oh yeah, you like to play guitar. Okay. Tell me more about, okay. (laughs) I have a friend who loves to play guitar and they told me, and I just made up the most annoying, like dragged on, run on conversation um, until he got irritated and, uh, I guess it wasn't that eventful for me, but I purposely made that the worst massage. That is the first time I've ever done that in my life. Like, I don't go in and be like, this person's going to get the shittiest massage ever. But when you're In that scenario,
0: I I have no problem with doing that. As unprofessional as this sounds, Mm. because I just don't care. In that scenario, if you had told me I laid my elbow so hard into his QLs that he walked away in pain, I'd be like... good for you
2: yeah and i and i don't i try really hard not to work that way either like i'm not i'm not i don't want to like make people feel like i'm I'm going to purposely hurt that. Like I don't yeah. joke about that You know what? When stuff.
0: someone's coming in with a, with a very, with, with
2: some good intentions. Exactly. Then, then like fair game to friend. me, rules are out the window <laughs> at this point.
0: You, you're not abiding by the rules <laughs> and therefore I don't fucking care. I don't but feel he like was, I need to abide I'm by not, the rules I'm not,
1: I'm not defending this guy, but also, but he was allowed back. He shouldn't have been allowed back. Once he did that to one of the therapists there, he shouldn't have been allowed back.
2: Well, and so the problem was, was the person did not actually make that aware to management right. or the
0: the owner. So mm-hmm. is this person like just like prone, like gyrating into the table? Is that what's happening?
2: Uh yeah. So okay. my understanding was he was a wiggler and a moaner. And then he uh he, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think she actually continued to treat him prone because she did not want to go supine.
3: Right, right. right.
2: Um and then realized at the end after she was gathering linens and stuff what had happened. Right. Um not cool.
0: No, it's not cool. And
2: and I don't talk to a lot of males, but my understanding is like when things like that happen in the room, like I do understand it's a physiological response and it is normal for these things to happen, but it's not normal for those things to continue or to continue to the point where like those things can be controlled. I guess I should talk to more guys about that type of stuff, but my understanding was, is that should not have happened at all.
1: No, no it seems by like the wiggling stuff, that was yeah. completely intentional. Of course, oh man. Of course, of yeah.
2: course. Now, if anybody wiggles, I'm like the drape gets like shoved into place. <laughs> I'm, <okay laughs> I'm gonna come it. over and fix that drape 15 <laughs> times. Fifteen times, because you're gonna know that that drape is staying.
0: Was that person ever allowed back in? Yeah. No,
2: they definitely got that was banned. It. That was the last of it. That was the last of it. And um, there is something about me personally, and I don't know what it is, but I can recall detail for detail for detail. So when I do do my paperwork, we also have an incident report uh, on our app. So mm-hmm. like she created a a document for incident reports. I'm very 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 thorough with those. Good. I will also point out even. In that situation, my assumptions, understanding that they were my assumptions. Maybe that person came in and just moans, which is fine, like totally fine. Um, I will document when I was assuming, okay, and it wasn't like a straight fact, right? right, right. right. Okay. Um, That's I good. I will point that out because I have no problem being like, hey, I might have seen this differently, but right. this is the impression is I got. I was,
3: this is what I was. Listening.
2: Um, but that dude was definitely more of the sociopathic. Like any time. I sensed any time I got uncomfortable he got more comfortable. It was one of those situations. It's a story. We've we have talked about that before. So yeah, we've heard this times. before. It's part of the game, you know, because there's
1: always the question of why do men book with registered massage therapists versus just going to, just going to a place where you yes. can get sexual touch? There's legal ones, there's illegal. Like there's places you can go. Why come to us? And it's the whole idea of, you know, either a fetish or this idea of control or the the enjoyment that this person gets out of making you uncomfortable in your space, yes. right? So, if you're... You got that feeling? It was probably right. Gut feelings typically are right. Totally. Right? And I,
2: I need to stop listening to the serial killer podcasts because I'm a, little, <laughs> I'm a little too. But even last night, that I had I had heard that, you know, if as a couple, if you're like, oh, I did the dishes for you, and then you think of, oh, thank you for doing the dishes. People are like that on an opposite realm of like, oh, she was really uncomfortable. She really appreciated that. No, we don't actually appreciate that, but in their minds they think that this is okay. Hmm. Totally banned. I I appreciate my boss for that, which was the right move because even if let's say he wasn't
1: necessarily trying to be creepy, if it wasn't a control thing, if he could make a case that, you know, sorry, I just get excited or whatever, it does if you're making the therapist that uncomfortable, you just yep. can't be here That's because this good. is their place of work and nobody should have to come to a place of work where they feel uncomfortable or unsafe. So, sorry dude, you're out.
2: And I don't know why, and I don't I don't know what it is about our industry that people think that you being comfortable as the professional doesn't matter do you know like there's there's often conversations and and the forums definitely the forums where people will type out a scenario like i'm uncomfortable with this client and people will be like well they didn't do anything well well that doesn't matter because you can't pr-. and it's like i'm not fucking comfortable yeah that's the end of the conversation mm-hmm.
0: yeah i get it I see it from all sides. Yeah, for I sure. I see it from the other side where someone's going to say, like, you're in healthcare and you really shouldn't be, you know, denying people of healthcare if they need it. But then the bigger question is like, well, what is this person's intent? And well, that's why documentation fully, is so important. Yeah.
1: If it is just an I'm uncomfortable still document that because then if you can see a pattern of behavior yes. in your treatment notes yes. then at some point you might be able to well, say like this is just because they are just oddballs no right? I get it so
0: <laughs> I think a big thing that happened that needs to happen is a self-awareness piece right so if someone comes in and you are uncomfortable with it let's figure out why you are uncomfortable right. with it is this a me problem that I'm uncomfortable with it oh, or yeah. is it this the other person that is it truly the other person that is creating the discomfort here yeah. And if it's if if it's not them and it's a me problem, well for one, I have to recognize it's a me problem and then, you know, do the work to figure out the me problem. But if it's not and it's genuinely the other person, then there's no reason to have them around.
2: And I think that's a piece that's kind of missing because I I personally like even with panic attacks in the room, mm-hmm. um moments of feeling awkwardness or moments of feeling this agitation, I always have to check in with myself first cuz most commonly it is me. Yep. It is me like did Nick have some caffeine before she decided to come into work today? And it's like, right. fuck, that's the jitters. That's not That's not people being weird.
0: The other part of the whole thing is that a me problem is not a me problem. Damn it, I smoked too much weed. It was right there. It's right it's there. It's kicking and, in. And it's it was gone. So, so close. It's gone. Where did it go? We'll give him... Aww. Aww. Yes, I, yeah, yes go you got it. So yes, if, see, I knew it. Ding, ding, <laughs> if, ding. If, if, it, if it's a... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I celebrated too hard. <laughs> You're hurting my soul. Ah, uh, Mark's point. <laughs> if it's if it's truly if it's truly a me problem, then do I have to solve this me problem, or is it enough to be like? I'm unable to give 100% yeah. care to you. Yes. And therefore, it's really kind of unethical for me to even go about doing this, yes. even though it's a me problem. Yes. It's like a weird dance you got to do. Yes. I yeah. think it depends
1: what, what the you problem is. Yeah, I so once you've, once you've established that, like, are you unable to put your own feelings aside yes. or is it something you can work on? And that's when you can decide. That's kind of where I was going with this. I'm very comfortable with all my people, but I've got this one guy nicest man. Like literally there's nothing about him that is creepy in a way that he makes me uncomfortable or whatever. Um, His, his personality is, I have no better way to describe it than I just, I find him to be an oddball. Mm-hmm. He is an, he's a weird duck. Yeah. Like I, I can't read this guy. I find him just to be very strange. The way he interacts with other people is strange. The way he responds to questions is stray. He's He's different than anybody that I really have in my life, but he's not creepy. He doesn't creep me out. But when I first met him and started treating him, I initially would feel really uncomfortable when he was on my table because I didn't know how to interact with him. I'm like, you're such a weirdo. Like, I don't even know what to say to you. But exactly as Mark said, eventually I was like, why am I uncomfortable though? I'm uncomfortable because I can't relate. I'm normally a person that can relate really well to people. And I was like, I can't relate to this guy. I have
0: but if you can't relate and it affects your ability to do your job to the capability that you have, then should you be doing it? If
1: if I felt like like I couldn't overcome that, then yes, absolutely, I would say it's probably better to refer him to someone else. But once I recognize, like, the only reason I'm uncomfortable is because I find you to be a bit of a weirdo. I could eventually put that aside and just appreciate that this is just kind of a weird dude. He's a nice guy. He comes to see me, you know, a handful of times per year. I know what he's coming in for. And we just have a very good understanding. Actually, now we have a very wonderful relationship. We don't talk like at all. he comes in, I'm like, Hey, how are you? Like, this is literally how it goes. Hey, how are you? Good. You, you know, I usually have to pull out the health history form because it's been a while. We, you know, make sure everything's up to date. Anything changed? Are you here for the same old things that, you know, that you always come in for anything new? You know, it's very minimal. And then once he's on the table, um, we've now even come to the point where I don't even really do a lot of like check-ins with pressure and whatever. Like he just prefers absolute silence. And I'm like, Cool. And we have a wonderful relationship now. But initially I was like, I don't know how to talk to this guy. Like, he's so weird. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I have like a three-step program kind of thing. Like you come in, first of all, sometimes people get a little bit lost getting into the clinic. So like that right there is agitation, right? They walk in that also too, they've never met me before. You don't know my pressure. You don't know uh, my elbow. You don't, you just don't, we don't know. And then three, like, you still have to go home and process the rest of the massage. Mm-hmm. So if I'm ever off, I will let that be like strike one. Like, that's, that could have been me. Like, we'll let that go. Let's see how treatment two goes. Yeah. So I do check-ins. And then that's when I start to say like, hey, I probably wasn't on my game. In my opinion, wasn't on my game today. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you did fine. Massage was great. Didn't even notice as nobody usually notices, right, right? right? And then I'll be like, cool. I will know like that the feedback was great. And that's kind of where I I let it go. I noticed for me personally, like just due to the anxious tendencies, I would chat a lot more mm-hmm. and then I would turn around and say like, all my clients are chatty clients. And I would almost try to draw those people in. By the second year, I was like, you need to learn to shut up. Because there are people that do not want to talk and yeah. and you got to do that work. And so I would I I would be screaming inside like, holy crap, I'm bored or what do I say? or what? And I would be like, okay, hey, that's your shit. You need to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes would even pull the client aside at the end of the massage and say like, hey, as you noticed, we got pretty chatty. But if you ever want to come in and be like, dude, I just want it to be quiet. Please tell me. Just tell me and then and then i know that like maybe you're not a chatty type of client maybe you have a blend and then i have to realize that that's on me mhm i'm the one that wants to be chatty but it's not my massage right. the, it's not and it's it's not like and 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 the awkwardness i usually always assume is me uh but i i do i do clearings I, and i remember one time it was a 90 minute massage this woman came in i wasn't sensing that she was relaxing mm-hmm. and like Okay, 30 minutes has passed. I give it 15 minutes because I find people, you know, like they're cold coming in or they got lost on the way. 15 minutes to me is kind of that time frame of like, I can feel the body sinking in a bit more Mm -hmm. and I can feel the body relax and the breathing changes. And I'm like, okay, 30 minutes in, she would not stop. And I kind of like just stopped, put my hand on her back. And I was like, is there anything, is there anything that I can like do? Because I'm, I'm slightly sensing. And I don't know what it is, but I am gonna clear this. Like I'm slightly sensing that you're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. She's like, I have to fucking pee. I have to pee so bad. And I'm like, yes, yes, I will help you. Go pee! What the we hell? We can fix this. We can fix this. Like, there's a robe. Grab the robe. I'll step out. We'll add some time to your treatment. But like, for me to go through that turmoil for another hour,
0: yeah. I can't do that. You're so. You're like this too. Like, you guys are so in tune to like the the patient. I'm in tune to the patient's stuff. The
3: mechanics.
0: Yes, yeah. I'm very in tune to the patient's stuff. Hence, I and bring I'm not, you
1: in when there's something right, I don't understand. And I'm not. <laughs> and I'm
0: not so in tune to the patient as a person. It sounds horrible, but it's true. At least I can figure out where I'm fucking falling apart here, right? But I mean, it's, it's also the type of practice that I have where the people that come to me, they don't care yes. t- for me to look at them as a person. Yeah. They're just like, fuck, my, fix it. My, my my knee hurts. And not even fix it, my mm-hmm. knee hurts. Can we make this fucking thing hurt less and function better so I can go play soccer, right? Yes. <laughs> so Yeah, we have different clientele. But I'm jealous of this because is this something is this something that you consciously have to work on? Is this something that's like personality part you guys that that's just not me? Like what is it? What is it? Tell me what it is. I can't help it.
1: I I am so sensitive to everybody and their moods and their energy. So it's not something that you work on. I read a person, the minute somebody walks in within five seconds i i know if you're anxious
0: i know if you're like see me no I, none of that i don't even my mind doesn't even go down that i, th-
2: I think anything can be worked on for sure because who's to say like i could take on a mentor you could mentor me and i can start to take that on i can learn to treat the treatment as more of a uh, mechanics and like more of a kin. i would even say maybe the kin background yep. has a little bit of play in that yep. um but definitely a gift and a curse because sometimes I can't turn that off. And it, it does create a lot of issues in my life. Other like, to be sensitive all the time is fucking draining like it is pretty draining but that's why like I was talking
1: about this guy funny enough the guy that I was talking about before that I couldn't read he initially contacted you and you were busy and you passed him off to me he would have been your ideal patient <laughs> because he doesn't <laughs> want any uh, connection mm. like he would have been perfect for you like perfect. I said we're that's no we're ideal. him and I are good but it was just exactly as you said I don't even know your name he came in <laughs> and I understand once someone's on the table not wanting to talk at all yes but it's like when somebody first comes in, before they get on the table, I want to chat a little bit. I want to get to know, you know, like, what do you do? What your day is like? What's extracurricular? Like, I'm trying to get a picture of your lifestyle. So I understand your, you know, what's presenting on the table, right? Yes. He would give me one word answers. And I was like, I don't know how to work with this. Like, I can't read you. He never looks me in the eye. He's always <laughs> looking somewhere else. I'm like, am I like do you even notice I'm here? It's anyway, like I said, we're good now, but it took probably 3 or 4 treatments for me to understand, okay, this is this is him. Mm-hmm. I understand him a little more. I can I can work with it. But no, I can't turn off like the sensitivity. At Down all. to
2: its core, you can't I don't think you can turn it off, but I do think you can probably work on right. well and that's where like i started to get into boundary work and i started to pay more attention to what i was giving off and what what people get out of that so it, more self-work and just um uh, i don't want i just want to say boundaries is what kind of kept me in line mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i envy you sometimes and the fact that i i have to now talk to a therapist to like kind of work through some of the things that people tell me on the table or like these waves of Like I had no idea, but um, when COVID kind of rushed in, the waves of just feeling someone on a table completely uncomfortable in being there. Mm -hmm. And I have to process that. Or another wave of like during COVID people that were fucking bored and they show up and they just dumped on me. Mm. So there was a good two months where I was like, I had compassion fatigue and I did not care about you or what you were here for because I was so used to people talking about, fighting with their neighbors and working from home and I'm like that's not I don't think that's what I got into this career for so there were these waves of and and it I'd love to say it was odds and ends but it was like waves of people that would come in it's like sometimes when the news you can tell what's going on on the news because all four clients in the day tell me what's happening on the news yeah. <laughs> and I'm like great like another wave of and it used to be for lockdowns it would be like Oh, great. Here we go again. Because you can hear it happening in the dialogue of like five people that day. I don't even need to watch the news because if they need to fucking tell me, they're going to tell me anyways. So maybe that's why I always know what's
1: going on in the world. You don't. Every so often, Mark, will be like, can we watch the news tonight? I feel like I haven't watched the news in a while and I don't know what's going on in the world. Um, and for me personally, I'm like, well, that just ruins my entire night. Like, I don't want to watch the news because now I'm just going to be a bitchy, a, angry, stressed out human being and I don't want to. But anyway, I usually end up saying, fine, watch it. And then I sit there like this the whole time, just Cringing. angry. Um, but then he always, says, he always says to me like, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the world. How do you know? I'm like, I don't know. I just know. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. That's why. It's all these people, people in this room me. telling me everything. Yes. Yeah. Like, my par- I went to my parents' house yesterday and they start talking about some new COVID
2: variant and I was like, la, 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 mm. la, la, la. I'm leaving now. <laughs> covid oh man and and that that's i mean and i i love my job like look at all the cool shit i've already been through to work through a pandemic and work through these waves of like what also comes in is now i have the awareness that if someone is tense and i'm tired and i'm working all day and i'm like why am i so tired like i've i have the same amount of clients Mm -hmm. They're tensing up every time they talk about something that stresses them out. The next time I see you, we're having a silent treatment. I, like, I'm the one that is the leader in the room. I'm, I'm leading the energy. I should be able to step in and be like, all right, we're going to change this up a bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Otherwise, I'm struggling to keep pressure. I'm struggling to understand like why you won't calm down. Um, I now have this awareness to step in and be like, today, we're going to try silence. Yeah, you have to be able to, like you
1: said, like read the room and know, like for some people, letting it out is helpful. For some people, talking about certain things, like you said, tenses them up. I ran into a client in the grocery store this afternoon. I never see my clients out and about. Well, not never, but it's like not It's not, it doesn't happen frequently. And I ran into a client in the grocery store. I kind of tried to walk by, but she saw me. No, I'm I'm kidding. I didn't, I didn't try to ignore her. Um, But I saw her and I was like, like, hey, how's it going? And like, I haven't seen her in a few weeks because, you know, she's been having, going through some life changes whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm going to book an appointment with you in the next couple of weeks because I'm in need of a treatment, but I'm also in need just to vent and tell you about everything. I was like, oh, Okay. Lovely. (laughs) But for her, it actually is helpful. Like she enjoys coming here. She books 90 minute treatments. Just, she tells me all the time. She goes, you're, yes. She goes, your hands are magical, but I also appreciate that you just listen to me. And I'm like, yes, it's not really part of my job. I'm not a psychotherapist, not but she, she just comes in and, you know, talks to me about every aspect of her life. And I just listen for 90 minutes.
0: I wonder if we should have to take psychology 101.
2: I would love to. I have a, I have a minor in psychology. Did you know that? Oh, Yes,
0: I did know that. Ooh, oh.
2: I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Or at least some courses. Yeah. Some courses like trauma-informed courses or... Uh, Yeah, like having a group to chat about these things is like, you can tell it's a huge value of mine to have people around to discuss things that come up, um, especially like a year in and having so many different things happen to me. Um, I don't know. Some people told me that these things don't happen in their entire career. So like what I mean, obviously, the the creepy dude, we hear that very often. Mm -hmm. What other
1: sorts of things have happened in your short career that have made you realize like we need to talk more?
2: Ergonomics is one for sure. Um, going through the, like going through these waves, these waves of like different types of clients and different things that we go through as a society, COVID chatting about these things. Um, and then like coming into my third year now, I guess halfway through my career, I wasn't really seriously seeing anyone too. Mm -hmm. So it was really easy to go into work mode and then turn off work mode and go into dating mode. It's really fun. I appreciate it. Like having a great time. Um, Definitely not in work mode while dating. But when you have a partner and physical touch is really important to me, I thought it was at least, and I embrace someone or go to hug them, or I don't even want to touch them because I feel like work mode is going to kick in. Now I'm at the space where, um, like, these are things I would talk to with a therapist because I just never thought that that would be something that would come up in my career.
0: Is there ever a point of being too self-aware that it fucks you up a little bit oh god yeah right because this is all being just oh, super self aware and I'm like I ain't that self aware because none of this shit ever happens to me and I don't think this way and maybe that's just because I'm not really self aware is there a point of which becoming too self aware is like a fucking downward spiral you're
1: both looking at me I will say <laughs> I will say yes I will say like I 100% of the time have a dialogue going on in my head it it never stops there's always a dialogue going on in my head and I saw a meme recently that described me purpose, purpose, uh, perfectly Perfectly. It was like the amount of shit I think about in a day, the amount of shit I say. (laughs) It's like there's always so much going on in my head and only little bits of it come out because I'm always filtering through like what's appropriate here? What do I need to talk about here? What doesn't need to be said here?
0: That sounds so hard. It sounds exhausting.
2: Now, if we, if we were to break this down and even not add the the piece of awareness, like yeah. you guys are a couple, you've practiced together, you you understand. Was there, and can I ask if we're familiar with like love languages? Do we have like, you guys know? Yeah, we did the quiz. Does oh, anybody right, have, right. is touch anybody's main? No. Ooh. So that could be one of the pieces where um, I value touch and I'm, I don't want to fucking touch anybody when I'm done work. Right. Which, which never used to be a thing. So prior to getting into massage, I was always touchy. I was like, I'll come rub your back. I don't know you. I will rub your back and, and check in. And like, we're the opposite. We're not. Touchy okay, people. cool. Like we will be with each
1: other. But like, I'm not a hugger with like my mm. family and friends. I'm not the person okay. that like touches your arm when I'm talking to you. No.
2: Okay. So and that could be a huge, huge difference there too, is mm-hmm. that there was a point in my career where I stopped valuing it the way that I used to. And it changed for me and it it changed for me within my relationship with my partner. Because I can walk in and you're a body on a table mm-hmm. and that's all you are and I can definitely shut that off even if you're a good-looking person and like I'm like oh like oh, I'm a little nervous once you enter that space this yep, is a yep. professional space and that's how I work. I don't want to be like that with my partner but I I find that I I go to touch him and I'm like Oh no, I'm assessing. Like, oh <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Touch him cause he's nice. Like <laughs> touch him cause he's nice. Just touch him to touch him. Like and I and I and I struggle with that because there yeah, there is this inner dialogue of like, what the fuck is happening right now? Right. You don't
1: have the inner dialogue, but do you even recognize no. that you do that? Almost every time you grab my hand if we're like laying in bed or watching a movie, or if you put your arm around me, or even if you there is always a part of you that's feeling things A set, like oh. I notice you're doing it you check, oh, my, you. Yeah, you yeah. check my pulse constantly which yeah. is really fucking weird <laughs> I always ask I, Like I catch him doing it I'm like that's why are you checking my and pulse and weird. he's
2: looking at me like he he yeah, like yeah.
4: constantly
1: checks my pulse but like for example let's say he puts his hand on my knee it's not just like a loving hand on my knee at some point he starts moving around my patella and then if he feels like it's not moving the way he wants to then suddenly he's got his hand behind my knee then yes. he's feeling tender I'm like what yeah. the fuck are you doing Right, like, right, I don't even right. notice. I don't even know if you always notice it, but like I said, you don't notice. He'll grab my hand and we're just holding hands. And then suddenly he might start to notice because I've got like really hyper mobile joints, like my wrists, my uh, everything. Like, my hands are like gumby. So he will grab my hand and then he starts like playing with my joints. And then suddenly he's got both hands and he's mobilizing <laughs> my fingers. I'm like, what are you doing? That's true. That's true. Like, we're just watching The only a movie. time I don't
0: do that is with the children. Seven year olds watching TV and I'm on the couch too and I'm like, Mm, let's just hold hands so we're just holding hands watching tv so th- those are the only people that i don't do that but i guess i do that touch you them. do that with me yeah. a
1: lot like anytime even if you put your arm around me as i said suddenly you're i mean it's i don't complain job. about but suddenly he's like massaging my neck but like not in like a loving way and like a yeah. oh you're tense back here and he's suddenly because he's not doing it like i'll even say to him why do you hate me like you're
3: it hurts <laughs> it hurts
1: why are you doing
2: that
3: yeah. and
2: and i guess that could be like within the relationship dynamic she could feel like you're constantly like i will say poking at me
3: like mm-hmm, leave mm-hmm. me the fuck alone yeah
2: if you want to touch me touch me lovingly so i can see like but you're you seem to be okay with that like it doesn't bother you um well i'm also and
1: he'll tell you that i'm not the person that will sit there and politely like allow things to go on that i'm annoyed with like yeah. i just look at him i'm like can you stop that
0: mm. yeah. I'm, a person. I'm a person oh yeah
1: that's my fi- famous one when he I'm starts poking at me i'm like i'm a person there's a person under i'm yours. a human <laughs> <laughs> you can't just start poking me
2: <laughs> so and you, you so you do do it for sure but
1: it's yeah. not like I, something I that like it.
2: bothers you guys i guess no um
1: I think we have a really interesting dynamic though because we work together too. Like, our work life and our home life, there is zero separation. And most of the time, that's okay. Sure, it can get annoying sometimes, but like most of the time, I expect that they bleed into each other because we do everything together. So, this afternoon, for example, um, I was getting ready to leave here like an hour earlier than I normally do. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I've got to go get groceries and I've got to go do this and this and this because we had to come record a podcast tonight. So things I might have done on my own time. Well, now that it was flipped, like I had to turn part of the workday into my own time. So everything is so Mm -hmm. intertwined with us. So we end up talking about massage at 11 PM for whatever fucking reason.
0: I also don't treat nearly as much as I used to and the not treating as much. Makes doing that easier. If I was treating like how you guys treat, I don't think I would be, when I'm not working, working. Do you know what I mean? Hence the
1: guilt I get. Do you not remember our conversation last night? No. Um, was I stoned? Yes. <laughs> it says it all. <laughs> he's, he's Anyone who knows him well knows, he's got nerve damage in his legs. So he's got like an unopposed contracture in his gastrox. And so his legs just burn at night. They ache because we're just laying there. We're doing nothing. His legs hurt. Usually he'll end up like putting cups on his own calves at night. So last night his legs were burning and I was so beat. I was so tired. And I was like, I know that like the good wife... I should want to help him, especially because I have the know-how. Like I should want to like do something to help with this pain right now, but I'm so tired. And I know if roles were reversed, he would have just started squeezing my calves. Yeah. I was so tired, and I like literally grabbed one of my really long scarves. I was like, "You want to take this and stretch your calves?" And he's
2: like, "No, I don't want to take this and stretch my <laughs> calves." <laughs> I thought you, I thought this was going to go a totally different direction, and it's the serial killer podcast. But like, do you want to take this scarf and just strangle yourself? <laughs> Be done with it and shut up I don't i'm want not to hear a about
1: psychopath no. but no i just dun, but you dun, know how dun. you say like how you just said like how because i treat so often that sometimes when i'm not at work like i really don't yeah. want to work and i feel guilty because if i complain to him about like oh my hand hurts like the other day at night i complained about my wrist hurting i've got cut marks on my arm mm-hmm. because he's like hey give me your wrist let me see what i can do he's like my legs hurt i'm like here's a scarf <laughs>
0: Scarves. End it Stretch now. cap. <laughs> exactly. You
1: know, I woke up this morning with the scarf still in the bed.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't touch it. I left it right there. I'm like, it's a fucking dumb idea.
2: <laughs> I'm not even touching that. It's staying right there. I tried. I tried, but I didn't try. In in terms of like chatting about things, like even the waves of how your career, where your career goes, the direction, whether or not you do have compassion fatigue, how do you how to assess that? Or like you're starting to get bored with your practice. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to quit, but like, who do we talk to, to kind of uh, go through those motions of like, I would like to start educate educating more and less practice. Mm. And and just having someone kind of hear you out, take you through that process and, and be like, I support you. It doesn't have to look this way. Um, and I've been through this before, or like December's really rough. Like <laughs> I wish I was given that heads up. December is really rough, <laughs> even for me this year. It was like September is really rough, mm. and October and November and December. So, um, thankful. Like people are people are pre booking. Like clearly they're happy. And next year I have shit to work on because I now know that for me, August, September, October. November, December are busy. And if I had someone to kind of sit and I do like my boss is amazing and she'll sit me down and she'll be like, let's, let's try booking people three months in advance or send, send out an email and give them a heads up. Or like, she's always giving me these tiny little things of like how she's already gone through that and what she did. And she's very successful Mm -hmm. in doing those things. So like, it's not like it's shitty advice, like it's amazing advice and, and she is, she is my main mentor, right? Thankful to have her. But I do know a lot of people in the industry don't have that, especially if they go in and they go into like a franchise situation and they and they don't even realize that they're not making enough money and they're totally getting ripped off because some of those... I When I sent in my two weeks notice, my boss was actually in Las Vegas having a great old time. Um, <laughs> and I sent him my notice and she right away off the hop, she's like, do you want a raise? I can give you a raise. I was like, I fucking wanted to raise when I started. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? All of a sudden, now we can negotiate things. But quite frankly, like if you valued me from the get go, I would have appreciated to have been valued f- off the hop.
0: Do you think there's not enough community?
2: That's. I was just gonna say. I think it's. It's the whole
1: thing is is that we do work in somewhat of an isolating profession unless you seek out these things like you're on facebook forums mark and i try to do these you know meetups they used to be in person now they're virtual like it is a relatively small community like it fifteen thousand rmts in ontario i think that's still the number somewhere in and around that yep. that's not a ton of people i mean it is but it isn't right so if if you're feeling really isolated and that you feel like there's things that, you know, maybe nobody talked to you about, there's probably other people feeling that way. You just have to find those people. Absolutely. But how to find those people? Well, I,
2: I went from the beginning, even before I had graduated, I had set up trades off the hop. So I had pretty close friends. And I think they have also been on your podcast, actually. That's crazy. Probably. I know a lot of whoa, <laughs> You know a lot of I'm RMTs. so surrounded. And like, that's the contrast, right? Like, I'm like, oh, well, we need people in our lives. I have a lot of <laughs> fucking people in my life uh, that have been on the podcast, but like, um, people that would take you through and kind of be like, oh my God, like, be worried about HSD. And I didn't know about that stuff. I started off with trades, I did not ever. Re- reschedule. I'm I'm very consistent. You can trust me in that. I'll be there. I'll probably be late. <laughs> <But> I'll, <laughs> I'll always give you the heads up. um But I was really consistent, really reliable, and I don't do like oh I'll massage you today and then two weeks from now we'll massage later. Like we're doing a back to back. It's a fair game. Like maybe. Tomorrow, like maybe this treatment, you'll be the last one, so you can leave a bit relaxed. And then the next treatment, I'll be the last one, so I can leave a bit relaxed. But always had a trade set up, which brought me into my first kind of group of uh female entrepreneurs and and like mentors from there. And then uh our community is actually really small. Like a lot of people, um a lot of people that I work with at my clinic have no you. And that's how I got to know you guys. And that's how I got into the cupping course. And like mm-hmm. th- you keep finding your people. You have to actively look for them.
0: When COVID is less restrictive a little bit or we have to think a little bit less about it, I'm going to bring back the, the ed- networking education nights, but I'm going to add a piece. I'm going to add something onto it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a treatment night. I'm mm-hmm. going to add an exchange night. I'm going to be like, let's bust out all the tables, mm-hmm. bring your linens, be ready to give a treatment and get a treatment. And be ready to hang out for like three hours.
2: Be ready for three hours because the trades don't usually go for an hour, I find, personally.
0: What do you think of that? You're staring at me like, this is a bad idea.
2: <laughs> no, man, do it. I mean,
0: seriously,
1: I'm, I'm always the, uh, I'm the getting, host of these I'm events, getting, so I'm getting this I don't have to do anything. After hearing it.
0: this, and I'm like, yeah. And then there's a guy in, in Texas. His name is Robert Gardner. He does a lot of Thai massage stuff. And he was on the podcast way back when. He has his own podcast too now, actually. And he does a, a Thai Massage Jam and it's like a thursday night just it's a drop in people just come in and they practice and working on each other and it's just like a, hours and hours of just doing time massage there's no reason why we can't do it. like we got a billion fucking tables
1: there's so many things there's no things reason why we, we can, can't do that there's so many things we're, we're going to do that
0: let's start and doing that and we have been doing oh. it
1: and i'm glad that like people like you nick like appreciate the fact that we do try to bring therapists together and we do try to bounce ideas off each other and we've had such an eclectic group of people on this podcast like people from every corner of the profession. And if you ever went back, I mean, not that anybody has this kind of time, but you go back and listen to the episodes, you'll hear me say on one episode, like, oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. And then on another episode, someone with an opposing view, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally. It's so eye opening <laughs> to talk to all of these people, right? Yes. And like learn yeah. different things. Because I'm like, one day I might think this way. And then someone else says something. I'm like, oh, Never looked at it from that angle.
0: Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Like when we first I started changed podcast, my podcast, I might have been, Reiki, what? <laughs> oh, I've gone yeah. for Reiki twice now. And I'm like, yes. I'm going to go back <laughs> another couple of weeks. And...
2: Well, and, that, and that's where the community, like, it's a double-edged sword. Because even on the forum, I think someone was like, oh, like, I'm looking into Reiki. Does anybody have any? And there, yeah, you saw that one, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty even sure I even, it. yeah, replied to that one. But it was like, someone else commented, like, why are you doing that? That's not in our scope. Like, you should, hey. If someone's willing, I would rather work with or have a mas- massage therapist that's willing to learn more than someone that's so stagnant that all they do is the same shit, all they think is the same thoughts, and they don't go anywhere. And I, I went in and I was like, congratulations on like, even if you don't fucking use it in the room, you now know how to take care of maybe your own energy and how to like create like, because we take shit on too. So if anything, Reiki will maybe teach you how to... Uh, not take on other people's energy, and or...
0: she wasn't even saying like this is something I want to use. In my I know, practice. I know. It was just she like, hey, does trouble. any does anybody know where I can learn to do this? That yep. that was it. Because I messaged her as well. I'm like, don't listen to that fucking twat. <laughs> I think that's the way I put it. God <laughs> like, bless that I'm person's like, soul. I'm like you're, just, she's just a fucking twat. Ignore her, please. Ignore. Her.
1: I'm sick of. I mean, I don't. I'm not even part of any of the massage groups as I've said don't be take a break I'm not (laughs) but I'm not I do I take breaks and I'm just sick of people as we've already said it seems like a theme of this episode just not staying in their own lane if something doesn't appeal to you if something doesn't resonate with you or jive with you fine don't do it but why do you have to actively spend time Tearing it's other, so people down, it's such other people down, cutting
0: other do, <laughs> people up—it just—it doesn't me.
1: make any sense to me, and that is part of the reason I don't get involved in it because I—it actually like there is like an actual like physiological response that happens when I see this shit. I'm like, why are you like that? Like what happened to you that you take joy in making other people feel stupid? Like why? And how are you in a profession like this? Your job is supposed to be to help people. And
2: it's supposed to be to facilitate healing. Like I,
1: I can't, I stay right the fuck out (laughs) of it because I I can't.
2: Now. and, And, and again, like opposite perspective here too, but from another realm, um, I taught yoga for about five or six years before I got into massage and right away sitting down with one of my teachers who his main course is anatomy. He's been to a few yoga classes or he's had a few yogis. Mm -hmm. And I guess when you're a teacher at a college and the college has people with intake every six, what is it? Every six weeks, they brought new students in. They're, they're cashing in for sure. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, He's seen a lot of people that come in and try to change, not knowing that we have standards that we have to hold to. So right. he's seen some odd ones here and there. When you are in the that realm and you've seen unprofessionalism, I think you do get a little bit protective over cuz the title is really important but like if you've ever had a weird odd like energy like RMT or or even I'll just say massage therapist where you left and you were like what the fuck was that that was pretty unprofessional or like that person's off there I went for a facial uh like got a this random little sale I found on Facebook and I went to like a local place and off the get-go it was like in a building i couldn't find it i had to go upstairs like now i'm lost and and she called from the top of the stairs like "Ah, come on down i'm coming for you later like just stay there and i'm like from the beginning i'm like where am i what did i just get into i know this was on sale but like what the fuck (laughs) sketchy and i and i go up and i'm and like right away like it's in me now to look around and check out like is this sanitary like like how do they Cause apparently there are some pretty unsanitary places to Mm -hmm. like go. Um, and I couldn't help it, but like my eyes were looking for things and I, I get on the table and, and it was very, very, very casual. You could tell that she also wasn't an esthetician and she's doing energy work on me. And I'm like, Whoa, like I didn't consent to like energy. Like I, I, I'm here for a facial. I'm here for exactly (laughs) like stay in your lane. Like what are you doing? Um, and then like a dog came in and now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, This is not, is this a workplace or like, so not only was it like a workplace, but I think there were apartments also in the same, and like, God knows what I get myself into sometimes. But um, this is how girls And are. I love dogs. Like I'm, I'm like, I was totally okay with it. I See, don't, but I, I don't love dogs.
1: Like that's mm-hmm. something that you should be fucking aware of before yes, you go yes. in. Like, what if you had an allergy? What if you yes. have a serious fear? Like you can't just fucking have a dog walk no, through your no.
2: space. And, and like, I'm okay with things like that. I don't. I'm not going to judge you like I personally have a dog I'd love to treat but I don't treat at home because I don't like the idea of dog hair like being interrupted by something like that's Mm -hmm. not what you're here for but the dog came in I was fine petting the dog whatever okay that's like that's like a yellow flag I'll put it yellow Mm. yellow flag Mm. red flag fine it'd be a red flag for me yeah <laughs> and uh that's cool and then like her son knocked on the door and he's like mom can i have that 20 dollars <laughs> and now i'm like whoa like i'm naked like whoa like and i realized the door actually didn't have a lock the door slid open the door was half open when i was in treatment oh, i just didn't know and like now i'm like oh my god like not as sanitary as I wanted it to be. Like she dropped something on the floor. I thought I heard her pick it back up and use it again. And I was like, Oh my God. So I'm like, now I'm like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. So there are situations where people don't, I guess, have the same training as we do. And like, it could go ass backwards where like they're completely off of their rocker and that's someone's experience maybe of Reiki or Reiki and maybe in-
1: yeah and maybe people have seen things i haven't i can be quite naive <laughs> but the other thing that i look at is if we are all regulated healthcare professionals and we all we've all proven that we understand the standards of practice and we have been given a license for, as an entry to practice meaning we know how to be safe we know how to be somewhat effective like we understand what our scope of practice is so when i look at people who are sort of belittling other therapists for you know some of the modalities they do or techniques they do or courses they take is like this is stupid this is pseudoscience Fuck this off. is this is whatever it is i'm like why even waste your energy you know the person who's saying Mr. like who, you It's like you come at somebody trying to make them look stupid, but what me as the outsider, I'm looking at it like you are making yourself look stupid. Like, why do you have to waste your energy on this? You have too much time. If you can start cutting up somebody else's practice, go focus on your practice and Mm. be the best therapist you can be and attract the clients you want. Because you know what? There are the clients who want to go to, you know, the person with the crystals and the Reiki. Just let, let them be. They're not doing anything harmful. Although, you know, there's a lot of debate about that. Are they doing something harmful? Well, I'm on the side of no. But again, that's if it's somebody with proper training, whoever sketchy, whatever sketchy apartment building you went (laughs) into with like dogs running through the room while you were getting energy work when you're supposed to be having a facial, that's a different story. And I'm sure those things exist. But I think there's way too much online hate when it doesn't need to be there. Just let people treat the way they want to treat. Is
2: that not included in our practice? Are we not is is Reiki not is it not like Reiki level 1 and 2 is okay but Reiki 3 is not allowed in our Practice so
0: years ago, but before 2018, when they decided to get rid of the continuing education cycle, Ugh. right? And they had Category A and Category B, and then mm. and then Reiki would fall into one of the categories. Reiki level one would fall because Reiki two, I believe, you don't even have to touch someone, right?
2: Yes, and then you can do like long distance, yeah, stuff from like that. So uh, at least with away. at least
0: with Reiki level one, it was like you're making contact on a body, physically, yeah. yeah, physical contact, and so that used to be kind of complementary to scope or ancillary to scope but since they kind of redid everything and now the big piece is is there evidence to support what you're doing and is what you're doing in, go with within the standard of practice so they leave it up to the therapist to go you figured it out and if you think it works just be able to defend where you stand and so you hearing to. that
1: if the college is willing to make a statement like that why are people like i feel like there's like certain people that are like waiting for somebody to say something so, so they stupid. can like
2: prove them wrong Why? or make them Who feel cares? stupid. You know what I
0: mean? Like Who it's cares? It well, drives I, me fucking nuts. I honestly
2: also believe that a lot of people get into the practice uh don't actually have the people skills. Cause another piece of it is is yes, there are RMTs that go in and they hustle and they do their own bookings and they phone their own clients and all that stuff. But there are people that enter into that realm and they're terrified. They're mm-hmm. terrified of making a phone call. They, they're terrified of asking someone to return back, which we should be like, follow up. You should be back within a month. Like I sh- people are afraid to do that, which is another big missing piece is that um, the people skills like need to be there as well. You should expect some uncomfortable situations where someone doesn't show up and then they show up all of a sudden they owe you some money. And like, what are you going to do in those scenarios? And and someone might be a little bit harsh or rude or just walk in and be like, I want a massage and I want this and this is how it goes. And this is why that therapeutic relationships
3: class is
0: so important. I also think there's a whole bunch of people that are massage therapists that don't actually want to be massage therapists. Like they wanted to be in healthcare. They probably want to be in a role where they have... I don't know, where they're looked at differently if if it's a higher level on some sort of imaginary scale and they're coming to realize, shit, people don't really look at massage therapists as like healthcare all that much. And they may be bought into that idea. And so now they're trying to reclaim that for themselves. And part of that reclaiming for themselves is what you do is not based in evidence and therefore you shouldn't be doing this as a massage therapist. And blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, do you really want to be a massage therapist at the end of the fucking day? Or did you just not be able to get into physio school? Is that that what it's coming down to you? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Or maybe you want to be a kinesiologist, but... you couldn't go to university
2: i i remember teaching yoga and at the same time it was so weird how everything that i was studying also overlapped with what i was going through in my life like i was going through the importance of the title and dealing with like the creepy dude who i trusted to have a title or Mm -hmm. i'm i'm in anatomy and i'm i'm covering hips but i'm teaching yoga and like in the back of my head i'm remembering all these cues these bullshit cues of like Stretch your IT band, mm. and then my my other realm is like you don't fucking that doesn't. What are you saying right now? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I was starting to pick up. There are some people that land in a realm where they just talk bullshit all day. Like I I could tell you like breaking down half of the cues like detox by rotating over to the left side, and then like coming out of like systems and being like you know detox is when you poop (laughs) like i don't know why i'm telling people and then i started to go back and like with that knowledge i i would actually like i had classes where i'd be like guess what guys you don't actually fucking stretch your it band. we're bullshitting you i'm like by the way and this is where i started to get really like also pissed off on the non-regulated side because we talk bullshit all day if we if we don't have someone holding us accountable or like at something to back it up mm. sometimes you go on the other realm where like people look up to you and they think they're stretching their it band or they think they're so this detoxing is, this is what
1: makes these people so mad who attack everybody else i think maybe it's just too quick to attack like there's also, definitely people who yeah. talk bullshit like For definitely sure. i've definitely heard therapists say things that i was like well that's just not true but okay but it's now become like they're, they're like they're like like Ghostbusters, like they're like literally out looking for the RMTs that they think are spreading bullshit.
0: Fine. I might give it to you that you feel like you're defending somebody because you're stopping somebody from spreading bullshit to clients and uh, clients are vulnerable simply because of their lack of knowledge. Fine. Yes. I get that. Do you feel the same when it's a continued education provider? trying to sell their course to other educated people and other educated people are buying it. But it might be a little bit of bullshit. Do you feel that that person should have that same responsibility to to, to cut that down? No. Right? Because I don't think so. I think once you start messing with someone's ability to fucking make money like that, that's where I start to draw the line. If, if I was the people that do whatever freaking course, and there's a billion of them out there that everyone's like, oh, that's bullshit, blah, 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 don't listen to that, or whatever the fuck you want to say about it. But I'm not selling this course to a whole bunch of edu- uneducated people. I'm selling this course to a whole bunch of regulated healthcare professionals. And if they're buying it, then they're buying it. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not taking advantage of somebody that doesn't know any better. But
2: I I will for sure point out if it's a shitty course and it's shitty content Mm -hmm. and you pay, like I... I For sure. Like we should be doing research and looking into, but also if you walk away and you're like, what the fuck was that? That was not good. Mm -hmm. And these people are educating other people. I I would definitely be like, that's "That's probably not the course for you. Please don't take that course. Yeah, that's
1: totally fine. That's, you know, giving a review. If you've gone and experienced something, but you can't review something you haven't seen. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's what I see a lot of. I see a lot of someone might be advertising a course and a billion people jump in saying, this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. I'm like, have you taken this? Like, Oh, that sucks. No, this is just based on what I've read about their course material or what I haven't read about the course material because they haven't laid it all out for us and therefore it's shit because they're not telling us what's in this course in full or telling us the way I want to be told. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case is. Well,
1: and there's also a difference between spewing bullshit knowingly and actually selling something that you really truly believe in yeah you know like there's there's a big difference there too so you know i understand you started to learn as a yoga teacher You're like man i'm saying shit that just isn't real but it also like is it hurting anyone to say stretch your it band um we in this room know
0: we're not stretching our IT band. Well, I also know I'm not stretching my hamstrings either. (laughs) (sighs) Right.
2: I, I think, I think so also where I'm coming from and, and that's a long story on its own is that the industry that I got into was very cult like.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. And I was in a situation where I was also in a franchise studio where I had just taken training or I had an awareness where we weren't allowed to change the queuing until the man upstairs said it was okay. And I got into that. And again, like I should have known from the get go, but like, don't fucking micromanage me and don't tell me how to be uh, authentic in my own space. And definitely don't tell me that I have to copy someone to a T. Right. right? So I got in and I feel really bad because there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of feedback on my end of being like, leave me the fuck alone. Let me teach what I want to teach my studio was very understanding and they gave me like a specific class where it was like not structured. And they were like, here, this is your baby. Like you go do it your way. Um, it's kind of within the same sequence, but at least everyone knows that it's not going to be the sequence. Um, and I started to see this idealization and this brainwashing element where people would say, Oh, yeah, you're stre- yeah, you're totally stretching your IT band. Yeah, totally. And they would completely believe it. And I felt like I needed to also be in that space of like, okay, so now I'm in the yoga industry. And being a small person, not that I actually have issues with like body is- image issues. As a small person, I'm aware and around people that have had some bad body image issues and other health issues. Um, Whatever. So walking into a yoga class and someone turning around and being like, yeah, you got to really squeeze out that turkey as if you don't deserve to enjoy food, Mm -hmm. as if you're in a class that you need to lose the weight, like as if you're not good enough now that you're in this, like I walk, you're again, safe space, creating a safe space for people no matter where I'm at. Now you're intruding on my space that I believe to be safe because someone's going to leave now thinking that they have to work off turkey Mm. or that they're detoxing or that like they just but the belief system is is true. Like they really believe it. So when I started teaching and I had more of an anatomy background or more of an understanding of like what happens with the systems or like just bullshit things we would say. I was saying them off the top of my head, just like, oh, yeah, and twist to the right because that's the side of whatever, whatever, like you really got to like detox your body. Um, No. So I would actually have a class, teach the class and be like, by the way, that cue is fucking bullshit and nobody knows what that actually means. And that's me creating like that authentic, like truly authentic space that caused also a lot of issues in the yoga industry. People weren't happy. I was getting a lot of bad reviews. I had a woman one time pull me aside and she's like, I I work, I work in a similar industry. She's like, I don't need you talking about bulimia while you're in a yoga class. Like I came here to do yoga and I was like, and I came here not to bullshit people and make them feel like, like they need to lose weight to be here because now we're tapping into some other weird stuff that quite frankly, I'm not qualified for and we should not be talking about it in this space. So I'm like, I'm 50-50. But you do have to be really careful because some people like idolize your trainings or idolize the way that you practice or the way that, um, and maybe not massage because we but do the have- The safety of a cop.
0: So do you, do <laughs> Ooh, you that have too, that yeah. responsibility then because someone is choosing to idolize you in those moments or is it- <sighs> I'm just doing what I do. And if that's what you want to do, that's your problem, not mine. This
1: is where it's a fine line. Like I've said multiple times, like if there's, if there is a, some, whether it's yoga, whether it's some form of therapy where, you know, some people might look at it and say, that's all bullshit. But then there's a whole bunch of people that say, this works wonders for me. (laughs) The way I look at it is I'm like, if you're not really harming people, cool. You do you, you've found your niche and your people will come to you. If it's a scenario like you said where you felt like some of the people that were coming to this place were being were idolizing these people and were being sort of like blinded by the cult atmosphere and you you felt it was wrong. Okay, maybe, you know, you being there can say something, but I'm still on the fence with it because Well, that's what I mean. I
0: go all over the map on on something like this, whether whether you have responsibility or not. At the end of the day, someone buyer beware type of thing. Like I don't I don't know. I'm I'm all over the fucking map because like okay, for example, like I don't expect any musician, a high, high-regarded musician, any celebrity, any athlete to be a public social role model. Like, I mean, your job is to fucking throw a baseball. You're not a you're not a social role model. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Right. And I don't expect you to be one. And if someone's gonna idolize you and do whatever you say and blah 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 blah, that's. You know, maybe they fucking have the issues. Maybe they're the ones that shouldn't be doing this. Not you as a sports star having to now take on a different role as being some sort of role yeah. model.
2: I'm a clear the air type of person. That's what I'll start. Like That's kind of going to be my motto now. I'm a clear the air. Be like, look, um, even with massage, if, if someone comes in, it's chronic, I'll be like, hey, we've done about four to five treatments. If you personally think that someone else could do a better job, I will absolutely send out a referral. I have no problem with that. I step into a yoga room. I go, "Hey, we're gonna do this." But guess what? I'm not. I'm not a fucking therapist, and I sometimes don't know what I'm talking. Like, I will tell you straight up, I don't know what I'm doing either. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know. So, like, don't. And if you have a question, please, like, at the end, come, come to me or message me later. I have no problem like hashing it out with you. And I think that might also be missing is that you give people a heads up like no I'm I'm not not your idol
0: but I I do see what you're saying on that too it's like are you causing harm it's one thing if you're the person that does acupuncture and you're telling (laughs) and you're and you're telling someone like Your infertility issues come, I can fix that for you. Like, that's that's dangerous. Do you see what I'm saying? Because now, someone who's already super vulnerable is now putting all of their faith in your bullshit. That's different than, than, in my mind, that's different than you saying, um, before when you used to say you're stretching your IT band, like you're not taking advantage of your vulnerabilities by saying you're stretching your IT band. And
1: I know this is like a slight adjacent to, but this is also why I've got such an issue with censorship like, who
3: decides oh,
1: who protects started. who from what? Mm. I feel like open conversation, open dialogue, clearing the air, as Nick likes to call it. Like, I feel like, why can't people have their opinions and their belief systems? And you don't have to buy into it. And if you, if there is something that you feel is causing a lot of harm, that's different. But is it causing a lot of harm? Or are you just so... Like against it because it doesn't fit with your belief system. Yes, that you have that to so attack much. it, yes. and that's why I say I feel like our entire society has created this this culture of it's okay to tear people down because it censorship is just normal now. Like if you it's don't insane. if you don't it's have the belief of ev- of the mainstream, if you are on the outskirts, you're either you're anti something, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're anti science, you yeah. don't know what you're t- you know then you should be silenced. So that's what, you know, we're talking about the online trolls and stuff. That's more, those are more the people I'm talking about when they start tearing down people who do things like Reiki or cranial sacral therapy. I've seen that get torn down or whatever it is. Like it's, somebody will be talking about something they do. I saw somebody attack somebody about reflexology. Oh, do you even know what you're talking about? And there's different zone theories. And I'm like, okay, fine. But are they hurting anybody by pressing their
0: feet
3: mm. right.
0: you know is this something again, that we need to the destroy time, their livelihood the only form? time is if you're telling me as reflexologist that you're going to take my cancer away then and i'm going to stop my conventional cancer treatment because of what you told me then you're doing harm but
1: this is why i'm also on the fence too like i've said before you know um It's one thing if you're actively preying on vulnerable people. It's another thing if somebody comes to you and they're desperate and they've tried everything else and it's like, what the hell? Let me try this alternative therapy because nothing else Mm -hmm. has worked for my condition. So it's different if I'm seeking you out and I'm saying, oh, you're doing chemotherapy. Stop that right now. I have the answer for you. Right. It, you know, nobody's, st- or I shouldn't say nobody, but I we think like nobody. a lot of the people that are getting attacked are not people who are saying, you know, don't buy into Western medicine or this or that or the other. I know what you need.
0: We see someone getting attacked because they asked, hey, do you know where I can get Reiki training? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, who's getting I, attacked. but
2: I will say like in my realm, like I have heard those things.
0: Really? Eh? Yeah.
2: It's pretty okay. scary. I'm taking a bit of a break. Like I haven't actually taught in a while. Yeah. And I think taking a break was actually a really good idea for me just because like to be submerged in that type of an industry, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not that, sorry, like not that type of an industry, but like I I kind of got into some cultier versions of the yoga realm. And I'm hoping that that falls apart. And I I will support that if it does fall apart. There are some issues going on with specific gurus that will eventually be taken off of their pedestal and then maybe will people it will promote people to start to like think a little bit more for themselves as opposed to like a franchise situation um mm-hmm. i have heard some some odd things and i i can't actually remember in the moment because we're on a podcast and i'm probably nervous about it but like uh like the whole like green green juice phase and (laughs) and that shit and people saying like oh it's such a great thing and i'm like what if drinking water when you wake up is just a good thing Like maybe instead of having two coffees before you start your day and like now you switch to like the ma- uh, celery juice. I don't know. Like maybe like you've never drank fucking water in the morning and that would do the same thing that the celery juice does. But like there are people that like completely stand by it and to the point where they're like bring it in and be like, oh, I made this for you.
0: Don't bring me a green and anything.
2: I, isn't that wouldn't I, that have I been funny better. if I brought that in for I you? I know better than to bring you green things. No, wait, there's other green things that are good green things. I could have brought in a green thing. That well, was really yeah, nice yeah, gift. Yeah, that's right. There's that's only true. one green thing Mark likes. That's
3: I true. know. <laughs> if I light it up,
0: will it make me feel good? <laughs>
2: no, but I
1: I understand what you're saying. And there's definitely there's two sides to it. I think you know the point I just keep trying to make, and it might be get lost on most people. Is just I think we need to stop attacking people before we really understand yeah. what they are for. You know, so if somebody's just saying, you know, where can I learn you Reiki? What, if though, somebody's just doing a therapy, they what, what I want is what I want is whoever's alone.
0: being attacked to fucking fire back fire fucking back <laughs> don't just sit there and take it fire fucking back
1: or maybe they don't care because if they're doing so great in their life they
3: don't even notice they don't care not, yeah. yeah and fire which is back.
2: that's a good space to be in too to be like oh look someone's having a really rough day and hates reiki <laughs> Also, I don't care. Also, I don't Sometimes care. Sometimes I
0: think someone just deserves a punch in the face every once in a while, <laughs> right? Just to let them know, like, you, maybe you shouldn't do this. He's a shot in the face. Boom.
2: My mom always taught me to be, like, calm, cool, collective because it literally drives people crazy. And yeah. then you watch them crumble from, like, anger or frustration. And you're still, like, the better person because you're, like, look at you. You're a mess and I'm still
1: chill. I'm not going to lie. That is one thing. I'm a very, very nice person until I'm not. Mm. You get a million chances with me. A million and one. I will hurt you so bad
3: <laughs> without doing
1: anything physically to you. Like my words are fucking daggers. But uh. it's because when somebody gets to me to that point where I'm so mad, I in the most ease, like they'll be so upset and angry and whatever. And I'm laughing. I'm like, look at you how fucking stupid you are. No, it is so fun. I love to just tear somebody down with how calm I will stay in an argument. You're better than me. See, look, twice you guys are better
0: than me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you some, think you're better than me? I got some learning to do, eh? Hey? Shit.
1: Oh, man, I can't believe how long we've been talking. See, we didn't even know where it, it was going to go, but it, it goes places. It it could even be, like,
2: completely useful.
0: This it, is great. What are you yeah. talking about? That's okay, I didn't fabulous. Know. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, yeah, I'm into what's going on I hope on so. Absolutely. I,
2: I mean, sometimes I have like a thing that can gather and there's a purpose as to why I came in today, but I can't honestly tell you. We just went down a bunch of little roads.
0: I dig it. That's what, what we do. It is, people and stories. Before
1: we wrap up, I'm just going to point out that there's giraffes kissing on the screen and giraffes are my favorite animal. Oh, It's
0: very strange. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know they're kissing?
2: Well, they're really close.
0: What is, what's the word when we assign... Um, Human behavior and human expressions to animals. Project-
2: would it be projecting? Uh, oh, th- specifically for animals? Yes, of
0: specifically for <laughs> animals. There's a very there's a there's a word for that. This right? is a test of my intelligence, and I
1: fail. And I really want to know.
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I, I re- because I, I, when I was doing a university course on evolution and stuff, we were talking about that a lot. Because when you're studying apes and chimps and shit, like you, the expressions that they have, like you can't assign that obviously to like, oh, well, that's what a human would do. So therefore, that's what you're thinking, right?
2: Do you know what's also hilarious? There's a word for it. Going through. Um, having friends that are now having babies and having these like uh child development understandings of like mm. these little phases that babies go through. And then my girlfriend just telling me like, yeah, she's not staring at you. You're not like, The love of her,
3: like you know, when babies like stare
2: at you and they're like, ah, and they or babies do things. They do things, and you instantly assign like, oh my god, they like me, like yay. And then it's like, no, they just they don't actually like. They can't perceive beyond (laughs) or it's gas. gas, gas.
1: Oh look, (laughs) she's
2: smiling at me. I'm like, nope, she farted. Yeah. I I think that's really cool. I wanna learn about that stuff more.
0: You guys keep learning. I'm gonna I'm gonna fake shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right on, this was fun. Thanks for coming cool.
2: by. Thank you for having me.
0: You guys have been listening to two massage Therapists in a microphone purse.